I just drove a hundred and forty kilometers to get here. We're I American. Have no idea. Uh, we don't know what, We're that, we do not know what that means. <laughs> okay. Mr. Clark, how are we doing? <laughs> Mr. Clark. <laughs> <laughs> I don't follow all the news super closely. I just show up. Our our kids look at the Matrix now like we did MS-DOS, is what I said. Shutterstock Music. Welcome back, everybody. This is Mark 15, Super Civil Servants Podcast. My name is still Greg. And folks, thanks to the Sony Snap, I have lost my Peter Tingle. Mm. With me, as always, is my co-host, Nathan. How you doing tonight, buddy? I am doing pretty damn good tonight, Greg. How are you doing this evening? And I, I can't complain. It wouldn't do can't, much. So. Can't complain. <laughs> and uh, this evening, we have a very, very special guest. He puts the Ann in Stan. It's Mr. Brent Clark. <laughs> Yeah, I see what you did there. Uh, it, it is very nice to join you guys. Oh, yeah. Just busting out the trolling right out of the gate. <laughs> I've been playing. I've been waiting to say that all day. Oh yeah, we, we definitely plan those little things out beforehand. So. Uh, but hey, Brent, welcome, man. Uh, yeah, I got to be honest. You are part of my reason for starting a podcast, or my inspiration for starting a podcast. And it is amazing to be able to actually speak with you and have you on the show. I've been looking forward to this since the day I booked it with you and you told me you were going to do it. So I'm glad it's finally here. That is really weird, but really awesome to hear at the same time. <laughs> hey, man, you have, you have a lot of fans. You really I'm, I'm the same way. I'm a faithful listener every week. I'm a Patreon member. I talk, I chit-chat, but it's it's something a little special, like, you know, actually getting to conversate and, you know, quote-unquote person. Well, Brent, go ahead and tell everybody for who doesn't know you uh, where, where they can find you, where you're from, like what's going on with your situation. So, uh, Sure. I am co-host of Fans Without Borders. It is a part of the Suicide Squadcast network. I used to co-host DCTV Squadcast. Um, kind of left that one aside for now, but uh, I'm still doing Fans Without Borders, and <laughs> the next episode might just be a doozy. So, uh, oh, I cannot wait. Check it out. Uh, I, I I really don't know what to expect. I'm 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 a little bit nervous about it, but we'll we'll see how it goes. Because you know I I love Spider Man. He is my favorite character, so I have a lot of very strong opinions about him. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, you know what? That's what we love is the passion. Yeah, we love it. So, well, we're gonna we're gonna warm a couple of those opinions out of you tonight. <laughs> little pre show for your show. Yes, sir. Well, uh, tell you what, we also are going to have another guest on later. Uh, our friend Travis, uh, Travis underscore one five six, is going to be joining us. He's a little behind right now. Uh, he's coming up from work. As soon as he gets home, he's going to drop in. But until then, we're going to go ahead and answer a couple show questions from JRB, who always sends us some really good stuff. Um, and then we're going to go into our talks about the whole news for the MCU, Spider-Man, Disney, Sony, all that stuff that's happening this week. Maybe do a little details <laughs> of some new shows because... Honestly, today, a lot of new stuff dropped today, which makes it difficult to <laughs> talk about on the show because I don't know a whole lot about it, but I'm more or less going to just kind of be directing everything while y'all talk about it. And then we are going to go into our MCU rankings 23 through 1, where all of us are going to give our rankings of the shows and, uh, you know, a little reason why, talk about it for a little while. And then when it's all done, I'm going to give an average of the rankings 
and we're going to give the ultimate list. So uh, if nobody has anything else to say, we'll go ahead and get into the show questions. Sound good? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's All chop right. it up. So JRB asks us, uh, the first question is, any 80s movie reboot, what would you do? And because Nathan always steals my answer, I'm going to go <laughs> for him this time. Go ahead. So I was actually looking with my wife earlier on 80s movies just so I get a good, you know, didn't forget anything and kind of figure out the, the best, uh, the whole list, you know. And uh, I came up with mine, and my wife said um, uh, Dirty Dancing was one of them, oh, and nice. uh, Electric Boogaloo was the other that she would reboot. That's her choice. <laughs> yeah, that's solid, I guess. For me personally, I would go with one of my favorites that I loved when I was a kid, and I would reboot uh, the, the NeverEnding Story. I think that was a little before its time. You could redo that now with technology and, uh, and you know, and it would really, really be a fun movie to watch. I thought it was a fun movie to watch back then. The second one kind of sucked. But the first one was really good. Um, but that's my answer. I would definitely do NeverEnding Story. Uh, Brent, you're the guest man. What's what's yours? <laughs> yours? All right, all right. <laughs> I'm, go- I'm going to do this. Um, I'm not going to lie. I saw this question come in and I struggled. I was like, yeah. man, for me, most of the movies I could think of, I'm like, nope, 90s, 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 80s. <clears throat> I was like, ah, all these. Mi-. So then I was like, okay, what movies did I like growing up? Right. Yep. And I thought of one. And I looked it up, and it was technically released theatrically, apparently, which I certainly did not see it because it was released in 85, so I would have only been about three years old. But I'm going to say the animated from Filmation, He-Man and She-Ra, The Secret of the Sword crossover. (laughs) I rented that thing from Blockbuster to date myself so many times. (laughs) I love that movie so much. And I would definitely be down for a remake of the He-Man and She-Ra Secret of the Sword. You're going to be getting something close to that hmm. pretty soon. So there well, you go. That's going to be awesome. doing She-Ra on Netflix. I have not seen it. Um, and I know they just announced a new He-Man show on Netflix. So I'll probably check it out. I mean, I have it. So. Oh, yeah. You know what turns me off about She-Ra, She-Ra is that god-awful animation. Oh, god-awful. That does not make up a tea. And I'm going to... I'm an animation guy, but just the draw look can't well, do see, it. That's why it needs a reboot. <laughs> no, the right. new one on Netflix, the she. I, I, I don't like the character design. That's really why I haven't checked. Yeah, yes, but yes. I, I, I mean, I'm. You know, grew up in the '80s and early '90s. I, I like He-Man. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, me yeah. too. I'm. Yeah. Gonna, I will probably. I will probably check it out. I will check it out as well. Good deal. Uh, I guess. I guess we're on me. Yeah. See, like, I just could not think of, like, I just kept racking my brain and racking my brain. And the first one, like, came into my head. And it wasn't that it's, like, the story was bad or whatever. I just think it could be brushed up and brought better. And, uh, I mean, which I guess they're kind of beating the franchise to death. But the original, the original, the first Terminator, the first one where, you know, where Arnold Schwarzenegger was the bad Terminator that came back. Like, I think that we could do that a little better now and add a couple... Cause like if you go back and watch it now, like some of the effects are cheesy and walking stuff, but that was just the first one that popped into my head. I don't, I, I don't know why. I just couldn't like like Brent said. Most of my nostalgic movies come from the '90s, early '90s, and like right. I mean, I could have said Batman '89, but I'm not remaking that thing. We're gonna keep that just like it is. We're not, you know, what I mean, we're not doing redoing Return of the Jedi or anything. So that's just the first one that popped in my head is the first Terminator movie. Oh yeah. Well, you know, this is a really difficult question, especially with all with all three being '80s babies. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Everything that came out in the 80s, I didn't watch really until late 80s or early 90s when I was a little bit older to understand. But I was looking through the list, man, and 
You know, I don't want to see Indiana Jones rebooted. I don't want to see Star Wars rebooted. I don't want to see Breakfast Club rebooted. Ghostbusters, they already tried to do that, and I didn't think they did a good job. I never want to see E.T. rebooted. I definitely don't want to see Back to the Future movies rebooted. Nope. They, conti- they can continue nope. that story, but I don't want to see them rebooted. That's what um, I mean. That was what was hard for me. Is like there, yeah. there was nothing that I that I because like I love T two and like the first Terminator is fine, but I could redo that. But like you said, all those other ones, it's like no, I want to leave them exactly how they are, just because that's that's just the way I like them. And you know that could just be because that was our time, and that Probably. that was whenever we we saw that stuff. It's it's very nostalgic for us. You know, our kids are gonna watch it and go gross. Would you guys watch this stuff for? You know, and it's the same way I was talking with uh, with uh, D earlier about the Matrix, and he was talking about how the Matrix had to get respect. But the Matrix is a movie from our times, not from Matrix our kids' times. Was revolutionary, you know? uh, right? So the, our, our kids look at the Matrix now like we did MS DOS. Is what I said. You know, we thought it was amazing when it came out, but if you look at it twenty years later, it's like, uh, you know, it's not that great. It's a great story, but as far as graphics and everything go, there's a whole lot better now because technology always advances. So always, but yeah. Um, so there you go, Jeremy. There's some there's some answers to that question. It's a really difficult question to go with, especially in the '80s, because like I said, there's not a lot that I would like to reboot. Maybe continuation of some stuff, but definitely not reboot a lot of those things. So, okay. And then his second part was, what are your two or three favorite podcasts? And I would say probably limited to two. You can do three if you want to. But I've got, uh, I've got mine. I yeah, got Nathan, mine. Go ahead and start with you on this one. My, mine's easy though, is because I'm I'm the Patreon member to the ones, and mine goes. Uh, Suicide Squadcast, Fans Without Board, Rebel Force Radio, because those are the okay. three that I'm Patreons to. And like, hey, Chris and George on the squad, like, I like it to get comics knowledge, but that's not why I'm a Patreon member. Sorry, guys, love you, but that's not why I'm a Patreon member. When it comes to the Squadcast Network and then Rebel Force Radio, good golly, they put all kinds of content, and those guys are great. That is my my Star Wars guys, but that's my top three. Uh, whenever those three come up on there, I jump right in. And those are the top three to get played. Okay, okay, uh, Brent, what about you, man? Uh, I'm going to go away from the geek community with this. And the first one I'm going to say is called Hello Internet, which uh, it's a couple YouTubers who do the podcast. And it is the most random show ever. I, I could I would not do it justice if I tried to describe it. It's just two guys who are both very opinionated, who are both very different, but they're also super close friends. And it's it's just hilarious. It's a lot of fun. Uh, when the Star Wars movies comes out, they usually review them. They're big Star Wars fans, but they also, uh, you know, one of them had a penguin who got named after him after his, at a zoo, and <laughs> okay. another one won some massive science award. And taught, they taught, it's just all over the map. You ne- you never know what you're going to get with this show. It's called Hello Internet. Um, I I would highly recommend it to anybody. Like, just try two episodes because they're not going to be the same. They're going to be different. Um, and I think the other show I'm going to say is Upgrade, which is an Apple tech show. It's it's by um, a couple of my favorite podcasters, one of whom I uh, I actually both of them really I got to meet last October, which was awesome. But it's on the Relay FM network. Uh, so it's a tech it's a tech focused show. I, I mean, I listen to podcasts all the time. I'm mm-hmm. currently subscribed to something like 50 plus of them. So wow. uh, but when when this question came up, I could name 10 more more shows that you know they start coming out at the same time like i want to listen to them at the same time because i'd like no i want this one i want this one right away but i'll just i'll leave it with those two hello internet and upgrade okay okay you know listening to uh, what everybody says it's amazing how many podcasts are out there and like there, there can be people that can listen to a ton of stuff they absolutely love that i have no idea about that are great shows 
that I will just never have no idea about or any idea about because I just don't, you know. There is a podcast for everything. If you like, if you like Yeti coolers, you can find a goddamn podcast about Yeti coolers. I've I've never found one, but I guarantee it because there is a podcast for everything. I do. If you want to hear a podcast about paint drying, you can find somebody on there talking about watching their paint dry. I guarantee it. I agree. And don't get me wrong. I got plenty of geek shows I listen to, too. I just thought I'd mix it up a bit. Since <laughs> oh, yeah. Hear me talk geek Absolutely. side of things that I would go with something else. Well, anybody okay. that follows your Twitter knows that you're a geek, you know, a tech, a tech geek as much as you are a geek geek. All right. Well, well I, I kind of went the route that Brent did um, where I listen to a lot of, uh, you know, geek related comic book movie podcast. And, you know, I want to give them a shout out because I do listen to all of them weekly. You know, we have people like. You know, Geek First Podcast, which is my first oh, yeah. love for podcast. You know, of course, everybody on the Suicide Podcast Network, guys at JLU Podcast, Holy Batcast, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, fan, uh, well, yep. fans that borders cost it, um, and uh, uh, Fanboy Garage, you know, stuff like that. Like, yeah. guys yeah. that I love listening to every yeah. week, every week, man, and it's great. But for me personally, there are other podcasts that I listen to daily, that come out daily. So oh, wow. when, I, when I hear these, you know, I'm hearing them every morning. Like when I start my day off, I'm starting off with these three podcasts. And, uh, th- and I'm a big sports guy. So uh, for me, one is I love um, uh, uh, now I can't even remember the name of the damn podcast. Uh, uh, Speak for Yourself with Jason Whitlock and uh, Marcellus Wiles or Wiley. Mm-hmm. Absolutely great sports debate podcast. Um, you know, they, they really lay it out there without any kind of uh, bias. Uh, on their and then they they argue their opinions and they don't really get mad at each other and that's kind of where I got the idea of not getting mad at somebody else for being for not disagreeing with your opinion, you know. Um, and I love listening to those guys. I listen to a local podcast, which is actually a radio show. It's a Woody and Wilcox show. Well, see, uh, now I got another one to jump in with. Then now go ahead, finish yours. Uh, but it's the Woody and Wilcox show. It's just a local morning radio show, but they're hilarious. Um, you know, it's relative to me because they're in Charlotte and I'm, you know. Uh, 40, 50 miles away from Charlotte. So uh, I hear them on the radio, but I can just listen to their podcast every morning in an hour and a half and have their whole four hour show just to one uh, hour and a half. Love that one. And um, I don't know, man. Uh, I guess my third one would have to be um, uh, Fat Man Beyond, which I guess used nice. to be, uh, you know, Fat Man on Batman. Mm-hmm. I, I Kevin love Smith. Kevin Smith. Yeah. Mark I, I love stuff he does. And Mark Bernardin, people can say what they want to about their opinions. And, you know, you're either a Mark Bernardin or a Kevin Smith guy or you're not. I love it because I can turn that podcast on and I can smile the whole way through. Have a great time. I've actually been in contact with, uh, well, Kevin Smith has never contacted me back. But I've actually contacted Mark Bernardin and he has responded to me, uh, which is really cool for me. Uh, I mean, I'm just a small time guy. Yeah, it's always awesome. I, I, uh, you know, I sent him a, that I, Got his comic. I bought both of his comics, uh, both the trade paperbacks, uh, which are really, really great. Yeah, those three are probably just because, well, I save Fat Man Beyond for Saturdays. That's my Saturday podcast. The other two I listen to every single morning. And because I listen to them every morning, I have to say they're probably my favorite ones. Well, uh, for quantifying it like that, there's radio shows that I listen every single morning. I start my morning up listening to the Woody show. They're out of Los Angeles, but they were in St. Louis for like he was in St. Louis for a while. And then the other one that's out of St. Louis that I listen to because that's I'm in Illinois, but I'm right on the bridge. They can we're right in the listening area is uh, the Rizzuto show. But I listen to both of those and like every morning, like but I can listen to the Rizzuto show on the truck. But I listen to that Woody show podcast every morning because it, it just. I, I laugh so hard sometimes I have tears streaming down my face. It's because they're so stupid. They're so stupid. And if you want to get me to laugh, you just be stupid. Like, just, 
I don't know, like Family Guy and that dumb, that dumb humor and that dry. I don't know. I just it's. But I listen to them every morning just because I like to laugh and that's you know starts my day off like that. But I just that's a radio show. I didn't really qualify it as that, but like podcast, podcast. So I said those other ones. But either way, whatever. I just have to throw my extra two cents in. Well, you know what's funny is I know I've talked to you about the Woody and Wilcox show before, just personally, Nathan. And a lot of people, whenever they look for that, mistake it for that Woody show that comes mm-hmm. out that it's in California, mm-hmm. uh, and it's the same kind of thing. It's a comedy show, you know, a radio mm-hmm. show in the morning. Uh, but the, there is a difference between the two. I know that oh, I absolutely about Tom Segura was on the Woody and Wilcox show. I love show, Tom Segura. Like, yeah, and he has his own podcast, which is uh, what, what, what are you what, doing, buddy? It's called like One Bear, uh, One Man, One Bear. Hey, like that. One kid, bear. my boy just woke up. I got hang on, guys. You're good. Sorry. Man. You're good. Uh, Come on, buddy. But I love to start my day off like that. You know, it's a, it's a great way to do it. Um, there's so many podcasts I listen to because I'm on the road for seven hours a day, eight hours a day. And then when the winter comes, it's even more. So I have plenty of time to listen to podcasts. Brent, your, your whole network, you know, I, I love all those shows. I love listening to everything you guys got. It's uh, y'all were my second love as far as <laughs> podcasts. Well, I, I appreciate uh, that. No, no problem. Um, you know, uh, you, we mentioned uh, between us all. Uh, the, I mean, we talked about a number of DC focused shows. So now I feel obligated, you know, based on the spirit of this evening's episode, to mention the Marvel Studio News podcast. Okay, that is a a pure Marvel focused. Um, they they will touch on the non Marvel Marvel Studio stuff, like they did a Dark Phoenix review, for example. They did a Venom review, but it's pure Marvel. So uh, if you like the Marvel stuff, that is definitely a show. Um, and I actually was a guest on it once through Patreon, but, uh, it, great show. Oh yeah. yeah. And folks, this is the moment where we take a little bit of time and we just, you know, plug every show we love <laughs> because that's what we can do. It's our show. We can do whatever we want to do. JRB, I hope that answers all your questions, man. You know, you sent it to us today and I always try to send out at least two days in advance what we're recording to let everybody know. If you want any questions to come in, we're always welcome to answer any kind of questions. You can contact us through Twitter. You can even send me a voicemail through uh, Anchor, and I'll I'll do my best to play it on the show if you want to be heard, or we can just answer that. But we're always open to questions. We're always going to have guests on here that are probably open to the same kind of thing. So anybody who wants to answer any questions, every Wednesday I, re- I will post what we were recording to give you a few days to think of something. Hit me up, the Bat Daddy 52 and Nathan's Wobbly Boots 85. And we will try our best to answer that with, uh, you know, the best of our knowledge. Okay. I think that pretty much wraps that up. Sorry, guys. No, you're good. You came back at the perfect <laughs> time, man. Um, it's 10, 20. All right. We're going to go ahead and go on to our next oh, part of the shit. show then. Travis should be with us shortly, so we'll go ahead and start this. Oh, shit. A lot has happened in the last couple of days. A whole lot has happened in the last couple of days. I know that whenever I first brought this up, it wasn't even going to be part of the show, or it was going to be a very small part of the show. It was going to be the whole Spider-Man issue going on. But since then, a lot of Disney news has come out. So before we get into Spider-Man, uh, right before I got on here about two hours ago, Travis from Geekverse Podcast alerted me that there is a new Mandalorian trailer. So have you guys witnessed it or watched it? Uh, one time. One I, time. I, I need to watch it again, but I watched it once. And okay. it looked pretty cool, I'm not going to lie. Well, Disney already had my money with Disney Plus, right? So they already had it. But now they'd probably get it twice if they asked me for it. Um, I'm excited for this show, uh, Nathan. I know you're a bigger Star Wars guy than I am, which I'm a big Star it Wars guy. So it's hard to say that, but awesome. let me know. Yeah, it looks awesome. Talk like, about I it, watched man. it. I watched it on my phone, and then I immediately pulled it up on my TV to watch it on the TV. 
and it looks right up my alley. It looks Star Wars as hell. It looks a little little darker, not darker, but a little more mature. Like it looks like it it, it fits. It doesn't look like it's being dumbed down. It it I'm ready for it. I'm absolutely ready for it. That 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 had me sold on the streaming service alone. Whenever they announced that, and just take my money anyway. Well, tell me what else they announced last week that me and you and Aaron and Chris from Fanboy or from uh, yeah Fanboy Garage. Oh, well, they confirmed it. They confirmed the Kenobi yeah. series is happening. Yeah, one hundred percent. You and McGregor came mm-hmm. out on stage, and I am tickled to death. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Brent, what do you think about that, man? You like you and McGregor? You know, I, I do. I. I don't remember the prequel movies super strong. I mean, I've always described myself as a casual fan of Star Wars. I don't follow all the news super closely. I just show up and, you know, enjoy myself for a couple hours. But I remember, I remember his Obi-Wan Kenobi, and I will definitely be checking out. I'm glad that got confirmed. The Mandalorian, I, to me, it's a, it's a service bonus. It's not the service seller, yeah. but it's a bonus. I am going to be very pleased to... Uh, watch. I, I found out this. I'm gonna be at, at a conference the week that drops, so I may not get to watch it that week. But I'll be. I'll definitely be watching it. Did you guys hear about the if you're D23 member pricing thing they're doing? No. For this? No, I hadn't. If you're gonna get the service anyway, and you were gonna pay annually, because you know they got the they got the 12.99 bundle with ESPN and Hulu Plus the ad plan. But like for me, I'm not gonna do that because I like my Hulu without the ads, and right. so. I was going to do the $70 annual plan. Well, if you're a D23 member, if you're there this week and at D23, but they said next week online for members, and as far as anyone can tell, this includes members of the free tier and the paid tiers. If you commit to three years, you can get $23 off each year. And for me, with everything that's been announced, the Marvel stuff alone, I'm there for three years, not even counting the fact that there's a number of things my wife is interested in. Plus, you know, I've got two young kids, so they're definitely going to be interested in stuff. Yeah. So I did sign up as a free D23 member. And next week when that goes live online for uh, members, I definitely plan on doing that. Okay. So real quick, just to clarify, mm-hmm. when you say commit for three years, do you mean that you go ahead and pay for three years at that discounted rate? Or you make a commitment and then annually you pay that discounted rate? I think it means you pay it up front. Okay. But so it's gonna be it's gonna be a little expensive up so. front, but it's, it's, it's that so, one shot. It's so cheap, you know. It's it's only six ninety nine a month if you just get it monthly, which is, in my opinion, that's that's like priced for growth. Like they're just trying to get market share with that price, right? And you know they're gonna do what Netflix does. They're gonna raise their prices. It's unavoidable. Absolutely. They can't maintain it. Look at the quality, just the quality of the effects of the man. When I watched the Mandalorian trailer, I thought this is a TV show with a movie budget. Absolutely. And Same thing I thought. They can't maintain that. But if I have the opportunity to lock it in for what amounts to less than five bucks a month, oh, heck yes. That's what I was going to ask you. Was if you go ahead and commit to that, does it lock you in? So if they raise the price, it doesn't matter? Exactly. You are locked in. It, it yeah. would have to. That's okay. exactly what it is. That's... And I, I informed my wife the other day, you're going to see a little bit of an extra credit card charge. Sorry, not really. <laughs> You know, you, uh, <laughs> it's funny because, like, you know, me and my wife were working on building credit and all that stuff. And, you know, I told her, I was like, I'm going to take out a credit card and I'm going to put just my streaming services on my credit card and pay that off monthly. You know, because why not? That'll be the only thing I, I, I pay it off monthly anyway. Absolutely. <laughs> and and that, that, that charge is getting a little bit larger by the month because new stuff is coming out like crazy. And 
it, it's amazing, man. It, it is the way of the future. It is. Uh, I don't fully understand it, but if you really want to, uh, fanboy garage, Chris has got a great grasp on what's going on in this world as far mm-hmm. as streaming goes. So I, I, you know, if I got any questions, I go to him. If I, uh, you know, it, they'll let you know the best thing to do because I'm pretty sure within the next year, maybe two, it's going to be all streaming. I mean, if if you're smart, there's still going to be cable services out there, but if you're smart, it's going to be all stream. Not well, excuse me. I don't want to say that you're dumb if you don't. And they, I don't want to put it out that way. But in my they, opinion, if you're smart, you're going to take uh, you know advantage of that, save money, and go with these bundling service streaming services and have a really good time getting everything if, you want. If so. cable companies were smart, they would switch over to being data providers because nobody's buying cable anymore. If they can provide the internet for you at a good, fast cost, that's going to be the way that they should. I, me personally, that's what I think. If they can switch over to that to be able to provide some kind of, you know what I mean, quick, fast, lightning speed data to where people are going to go, yeah, sure, I'll sign up for that to have my internet there. But well, they, they are going that way. I mean, Comcast is w- one of the largest internet providers in, in the country, and it's obviously a massive cable service. Yeah. Uh, AT&T, sure. Time Warner, you know, they have their UVerse and stuff, and my internet's through AT&T, it's their Gigapower. Stupid mm-hmm. name, but the service is great. And mm-hmm. I mean, it is all going that way. For me, uh, as I've said more than once, the biggest thing, the biggest drawback for me, and I haven't had cable for a few years now, is the Kansas City Chiefs games. Yeah. I like to watch the Chiefs games. I suffer through it with an antenna usually, and, you know, deal. it's not it's not as good. It's just not. If I'm at my parents' house or something and they have it on, it's always better than – but once they get that figured out, and I know before someone says it, there's that NFL red zone thing, but you right. can't watch the game till after it's over. Sports is the one thing I want to watch live. I agree. Well, I do. I do Hulu live uh, through my package because my kid likes to watch, you know, all the Disney stuff that's on there and all that, which I know you can get it through. But like I watch, I do watch stuff, some some stuff on there live. And I, I, I just do the I do the Hulu live and gives me a bunch of channels, including all the sports channels so that I can watch everything live. I didn't know Hulu did that. You know, actually, the only the only option I've found for watching actual live sports has been um, YouTube TV, which I don't know yep. if either of y'all have ever checked that out. But no. YouTube TV is legit. Like, I mean, it comes in clear, crystal clear, 1080p. It's great picture. It's got um, unlimited uh, cloud storage for any shows you want. I think it's only got like 45 channels, but it's the only 45 channels you would ever want. Like, I mean, there, there's a few that on there that I may want one day. But if I if I didn't have them, I'd live without them, no problem. So the YouTube TV is a great way to go, mm-hmm. you know. But it, it but it's like uh, I think it's forty five dollars a month, something like that. Well, I'm not even sure. I think well maybe I'm mistaken. Forty five channels. I'm not sure what the exact price is, but it's not expensive. I know that, and you can well, stream up like seven different uh, devices at one time. So it's a good good deal. Ray has it. My co-host on Fans Without Borders, he has YouTube TV and he loves it. Yeah, and yeah. I've. I've only I've only ever met like one other person who I know that had it, but he raved about it. Yeah. And I've looked at it and and the same with Hulu Live. The only reason I really haven't pulled the trigger is I would only be doing it for the Chiefs games. Right. So is are those games worth that much extra money per month to me? Not quite when I can still get most of them over the air, but it's, it's close. If they, if they could bring that down just a little bit, or if I could just pay like a hundred bucks for the season to the NFL to get the, give me all the cheese games live. Show me the stupid commercials. I don't care. Just let me play it over my Apple TV. I, I would do it. Well, I well, think, uh, I think HBO, I think HBO max is going to maybe not do that exact model, but I think they're going to be, t- since they're, 
they're going to have live sporting stuff going through there with their channels they have going through live. I, if, if, I would bet they're going to have something maybe close to what you're saying for some of the bigger stuff. Yeah. Because well, they got like they, they need to stand out. You know what I mean? They need to stand out in some way. So I just like if it was me that now I don't know exactly how all the rights work or whether, you know how all that crap works. But behind the scenes, if it was me, I would be pushing to get that done where you could watch it live or do exactly like Brent said. Well, I don't want to buy all that other crap, but I'll pay you x amount for like like he said all the all the games or all whatever it is just for that like for that sporting package or for that team or whatever well you know the only thing about the youtube tv is um i said the youtube tv like the walmart i'm so old uh (laughs) the only thing about that man is uh you know if, if you had that then you wouldn't need the abc streaming service you wouldn't need the nbc streaming service the fox streaming service anything like that and you get your live sports. So like all the major networks, CW, TBS, TNT, all that stuff, you don't have to pay for any of those services because they're included with it. And although they're live, you have unlimited data or unlimited storage data. So whatever you want, just record the series. And then you have mm-hmm. no problem. You know, So it works out well. And my, my wife's problem is is she, she watches soap operas. So she wants to make sure she can get all of her soap operas. And I told her, I said, they're all major networks that are all included in YouTube TV. And you have unlimited storage with it. It, that was about a year ago that I tried the seven day free trial, and I would recommend to anybody who's out there try the seven day free trial. See what you think about okay. it because you're really going to enjoy it. You really, I mean, taking a major detour. Maybe uh, no, maybe, maybe, <laughs> I'll try it. maybe I'll try it when the Chiefs play on a Sunday and then Thursday. There you <laughs> so go. There you go. We can there really go. give it a go. <laughs> and I got to tell you, man, you know I don't have anything against the Chiefs, but y'all beat us two years ago, twenty eight to twenty eight twenty one, without even scoring an offensive touchdown. There we go. And ever since then, I've hated the Chiefs. So, there we go. Not even an offensive touchdown. Y'all scored twenty eight points. It was so irritating. But I die. You know. Anyway, we'll get back. To <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, like there's a lot of streaming services out there. Um, it's the way of the future. And now, Disney Plus is coming in to be a heavy hitter right out of the gate. I agree. I agree. I think honestly. With Disney Plus, HBO Max, and uh, I love Netflix. I'll probably still keep it, even though it may be a dying service in the future. I'll probably keep it till till it stops running. I think with those three, I'll probably have all uh, I need other than live. People, people also said Netflix was going to die when they stopped mailing DVDs or games or whatever the hell their main thing was, and they switched over to starting to stream stuff too. So it wouldn't be the first time they've come from the ashes and they've rose like a phoenix. And I'm not saying they're going to necessarily come back up to the level they were. But they're not stupid, and they've started preparing for this years ago, and they've gotten some some pretty really? good IP. And if they can keep it up and go, and now it's not as big as like your Star Wars or your DC, your Marvel, but they've gotten some pretty big IP, and they're starting. To, they're trying to work stuff in there. They got a bunch of nostalgia property coming through, and their original stuff they're going for. So I wouldn't oh, yeah. count them out just yet. Oh yeah, I'll just say add one more thing to it. I'd add Amazon too because I buy Amazon for the shipping services. Mm-hmm. But there are so many more perks to that. Yeah, and, but we're you know, about Amazon to return Prime to Middle Video. Earth. We're about to return to Middle Earth with Amazon, and that is my mother effing jam. Oh yeah, so, well we're gonna. So we're gonna let's be, do this. Well, me and Nathan have already booked our flight for Middle Earth after the first of the year when we finished Star Wars. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we're we're definitely going there. Well, I'm 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 all about that. Amazon, they got the rights to all the Tolkien stuff, and they're gonna yeah. do the second age and be right back in in Middle Earth. And you know, I just, I'm ready for it. Bring it on. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Well. uh you know, if that's all we got to say about st- the whole streaming and everything, even though oh I wait, no, 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 we were talking about Disney. Uh, we talked about the Mandalorian before we jump off Star Wars. I didn't know we were gonna bring it up, but they announced that uh, Clone Wars, the final season, season seven, February twenty twenty. 
cool. that's just that's the night they didn't re- they released one image of it and it's got Ahsoka there and she looks all badass and that's all I've seen so far since we recorded. But they did announce that it's coming in 2020. So I've only got to binge six seasons before then. Awesome, I'm gonna do it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna you do. Know, it. You don't have to. You get to. That's right. I get, get to. to. I want to. I want or, to. Are they putting the rest of those first six seasons yes. on Disney Plus? Yes. 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 Just wait and watch it there. That's kind of that's kind of what I was thinking too. Because you're gonna have to. You're not gonna be able to track it down anywhere. Disney yanked that crap. Ever. You have to buy it. You'll have to buy it if you're gonna, unless you know, unless you can get a hold of Travis and go down the dark web because he knows how to navigate that thing. I was but gonna say you don't have to buy it. You know, I can, I can, I have ways around that, but that would I don't be know, I don't know, do, so. I don't know how to even access the scary part of the internet, the dark web. But apparently, like I said, Travis, he's got a, he's got a hyperspace loop through there because he just <laughs> he finds everything he needs to find in there. That's why we have to wait to talk about Young Justice with him until the day after it comes out, so that way he can find it. So. Speaking of Travis, let me message him and see what's going on because I'm ready for him to get on the show. Well, but. all right. Well, let me well, let me bring this up. The the three new Disney shows or the new Disney Marvel shows they brought up mm-hmm. that they're going to be slotting in. I'm, I'm assuming, Brent, did it look like to you that these are part of Phase Four? Because it looked like they were they slotted are in Phase Four. Confirmed. Oh, they are confirmed. Okay, so yep. three more series. And what was the first one? They was it She Hulk? Or no, the first one was Miss Marvel. Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel. Yes. Who <coughs> in the comics, anyways, an Inhuman. Mm-hmm. With like kind of shape shifting powers, and Captain Marvel is her idol, and okay. she even wears like a her costume is inspired by the costume that Carol Danvers used to wear. Mm-hmm. So that that's the well, black costume with the lightning bolt on it, right? I got a pin. I've, I've got I've got qualms and quibbles, and I know they have time. They're just as all they did was say it. But if they don't have Captain Marvel in it, I think it's gonna. Now, I know that like she was around and like. People are going to know who she was. Okay, especially from the, I forgot about the five-year gap. But, like, so I guess she would have time. What I was going to say, she wouldn't have enough time to look up to her to model herself, but I forgot about the damn five-year gap. So if she didn't get snapped, then she would have known her. Okay, okay, it all makes sense. I was going to say that Brie Larson needs to be in Five-year gap. I mean, there's an eight-month jump between the end of Endgame and Far From Home. There's plenty of time. I mean, they're pushing nearly six years by the time they get there. Yeah, that's, but that's what I meant. So she's got plenty. You're right, because I forgot. There's plenty There's plenty of time for her to have known who she is and idolize her. Okay, because I thought Brie Larson was going to almost have to be a part of this. But I do think I do think it's smart to bring in Kamala Khan because in the, the last 10 years, her and Miles Morales have been the, the, new, the new character breakouts from Marvel. Right? Absolutely. Uh, I, I struggled to think of two other characters who have broke out the way that these two Jessica have. Cruz is the only other one I can think of. Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, Je- that, that's the only one I can because Jessica Cruz... Maybe Simon Baz. And, I mean, Jessica well, Cruz... But, but Jessica got struck into the mainstream. I mean, with her, the way they've written her and how yeah. she's, she deals with her and be, the way she even has a lantern ring is just excellent. You know I mean? She, I, I would say... I would say that she's on the same level of, like, new characters getting pushed in, but I can't think of anybody else other than those three. I think they've been trying to push... Uh, uh, was it Moon? Uh, Moon? Well, Moon Knight's been a thing Moon for Knight, a while, yeah. but, but, but we'll get to there. But like, uh, what, what's your thoughts on Miss Marvel on the on the Kamala Khan? Like, you are you there for? Do you know much of her? Or you just I don't know see what they lot. do. I mean, I've, I've I've got a lot of new Avengers, uh, com, you know, comics and everything. I don't know a lot of Miss Marvel. Um, my main thing is with Captain Marvel. I just want to know: Are we going to get the, the 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 Captain Marvel that we met? Or are we gonna get like the Boy George version with the short hair that's you know <laughs> cocky and, and and doesn't really you know cocky. Ha- has an she attitude? She needs to be cocky. 
No, mm-hmm. I, I agree. She mm-hmm. does. She's very powerful. I get that. Mm-hmm. I just don't like the look, I guess, is what it is. You know? Well, um, she's got the can I see a manager haircut, and nobody likes that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Nobody likes the can I see a manager haircut. It just automatically just rubs you the wrong way. Well, for the, the comic accuracy people. No, absolutely. Straight absolutely. there, but. To me, I don't care if her hair is short or long. No, I don't. I care that she's powerful. And yeah, I want her to be cocky because that's how she is in the comics. And it's awesome. I get that. I get that. Okay. What was, what was the next one? Was the next one She-Hulk or Moon Knight? I don't know the order because by the they are all coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fast and Furious. Okay, well, well, let's go, let's go because I got I got thoughts about She-Hulk, but let's go Moon Knight real quick because I okay. know nothing about this guy. I, I kind of know he's like the Marvel pseudo Batman or something similar. Maybe like have, this, maybe like the question of the Marvel universe. I have intentionally avoided Moon Knight because the only thing I hear about him is that he's a copy of Bruce or of Batman in the Marvel universe, which doesn't get don't get me wrong. Every character in Marvel and or DC is a copy of another character. Absolutely. No, there is. Absolutely. Only so many superpowers, only so many personalities you can have. No, but absolutely. For well, my bat, it's for funny my you Batman, say that. Moon Knight has several personalities. Okay. Really? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so I tell us, Frank, because I know nothing. Not. Tell us. I, I don't know a ton about his character. I totally get the Batman comparison. I, th- I think it's valid. I really do. Um, but he does have... With whatever mystical god kind of gives him some like heightened abilities or whatever, he does also have some type of multiple personalities going on with it. I don't know what it's officially called. <laughs> I've only read a few Moon Knight comics, so I don't I, so, I don't know much more than that, but I know there is something there. So if we put Moon Knight and Century in a comic show, they'd be like the world's finest schizophrenics? <laughs> that is a disrespected character right there, Century. I'm gonna go I'm sorry, snow, you man. Get what I'm saying? I personally he... like the Century. I do. Great character, uh, he but, is. But is that is that what I'm getting at though? Like the world's finest schizophrenics because they both have multiple personalities. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I can't argue it. <laughs> I mean, if you want to see a blonde Superman who has you know you know uh, multiple personalities, that's the guy you want to see. Uh, well, okay, so it's not a like big He ripped Carnage not... in half. It's pretty cool. Ooh. Yeah. So it sounds like we're all in the same boat that they can only surprise us and show us something cool because we don't really any of us know shit about him really. Well, he killed, yeah. killed, he killed Namer too, right? What? Uh, I, I'm honestly not sure. I mean, right now Namer's alive, but uh, the big thing everybody wants from Namor is to fight Black Panther because they've done that in Hell, the comics yeah. and sign me up for that. But sign me up too. A lot of people, myself included, thought Moon Knight would fit in perfectly with what they were doing over there on the Marvel oh. Netflix shows. They didn't go that yeah. route, but I'm excited to see they are going to use the character because I think the concept is cool. I think the visuals are cool. I'm I will myself. I would need to do some homework on the character just to get a little bit more of a footing about him. But mm-hmm. I look forward to it. Yeah, cool. And what was that? She Hulk. She Hulk. Okay. I want you guys to go first because I got I got quite like I'm I'm excited about, it, but I've got things to say. Okay, well, real quick, before the expert comes in, I just want to say, I don't know a lot about She-Hulk, but I know that there's a uh, podcast called the Geek Gir- Geeky Girls Podcast, and I don't know if they're still going, because they have two episodes, and I haven't seen another one since then, but I wrote into them after their first episode, and asked them what female superhero they would want to see come to the forefront of, the, of this new age of superheroes, and that was one of mine, is She-Hulk. It's a very interesting character, um, you know, you already have a background with it, with the Hulk, uh, it'd be really cool to see, and it would be kind of the female empowerment thing they're trying to do with a lot of comics, which no problem with that. It'd just be really fun to see. I know, don't know a lot about her. Uh, I just know she's pretty badass. She's a Hulk. So, uh, Brent, what do you know about She-Hulk? 
Uh, Jennifer Walters is her name. She is mm-hmm. Bruce Banner's cousin. Mm-hmm. And my understanding of her origin is basically she was in some kind of accident or had some kind of illness. She needed a blood transfusion. Mm-hmm. Bruce was the only option. He's, of course, the Hulk. She hulked out. Um, but she doesn't, she has at times, you know, she can control it. Rage. Yes, she can control it. But, it she, but she can still be incited into a rage monster if she gets so furious. Right. Right. Uh, she's a lawyer. Um, I think it was Dan Slott had a pretty cool run with her, uh, going a lot back and forth between she Hulk and Jennifer, the lawyer and back and forth. And sometimes she's serving or working as a lawyer while she's hooked out because she could at different times in her history, go back and forth. But (laughs) I think that's a lot. the, The most interesting thing about this to me is what it confirms about the Hulk rights. Oh yeah. That, see, that's what I was gonna say too. Uh, well, okay. Well, sorry, sorry, sorry. What I was gonna say is, like you said, what that does say is that they've been able to use all. They've been able to use a lot of the Hulk's characters, and they just haven't. First of all, they've had all the Hulk toy boxes. They've had it at their disposal, and the only one they've had is Hulk, which I'm fine with. Second, She-Hulk, hell yeah, because as far as I know, I know everything that Brent just said. That that's how she got her powers. She's smart, but she can control it. She can, and as far as I thought, I thought she could change back and forth at will. That she could go between Jennifer and the Hulk at will. What I was going to say is though, do you think do you think they're going to really they're going to bring Ruffalo into the series and they're going to give her the true origin, or you think they're going to go the Captain Marvel way and they're going to go? Well, we don't want to give her her powers from a guy, or like maybe they make some kind of synthetic lab thing, or she goes to the exact same accidental gamma shit and gets the powers like that, or do you think they'll have Ruffalo in it as Professor Hulk? And kind of trying to help show her the ropes, or will you th- he'll steal the shine from her, don't you think? Well, would it blow your mind if instead of Ruffalo they did um, Norton? Edward Norton? Edward Norton. Yeah, they'll never bring him back. Especially since the shot he took <laughs> uh, that award ceremony, like what a month ago, two months ago, the shot he took at Marvel. Nope, they'll that, never bring that him wasn't back. a month or two ago. That clip was years old. For oh, was it? Yeah, well, why yeah, did it resurface? And I'd never seen it, but yeah, okay, because I've never seen it. Just because of the never let things go. Yeah. Okay. Here's the oh, thing and... about the Hulk rights. Okay. They Marvel can make a Hulk movie anytime they want. Yeah. They can make mm-hmm. one, but they can't distribute it, mm-hmm. and that's where all the money's at, right? But they can put Hulk in another movie as long as it's not not titled that, and it's presumed that it's the same for for Namor. Mm-hmm. She Hulk, it's a Hulk character. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that Universal has those rights. The thing is. That deal, that licensing for rate for movies. For movies. Oh, you're right. Not, and this is not a movie. Damn and it! When you're right, Brent, you're right. I do think it's very possible that Ruffalo shows up for an episode. I think he would overshadow if he was in there for uh, basing it off the Loki and the Falcon and Winter Soldier ones, which we know are six episodes apiece. If this is six episodes, if he's in it for four or five, I think that's too much. One or two, I think that'd be okay. Bellas, real quick. We have another guy joining us right now. Travis Hines has finally come into the show. <laughs> we are going to introduce him. Uh, Travis, what's up, buddy? Not much, Greg. Really happy to join you guys. I just drove 140 kilometers to get here. We're American. Uh, no we don't know what, we're that, we're American. Not, we not know what that means. <laughs> okay, okay. Since, uh, since uh, only America and I think one or two other countries use that, uh, <laughs> 87 miles, I think. Hey, 87. That's a long way. A long this way. is a rough. Doesn't that just yes. sound simpler? Doesn't it just sound simpler to say 87 miles? Well, it does for us. I mean, <laughs> 140 kilometers is such a mouthful. 
Proud. Yes. <laughs> well, what's up, man? How Welcome you doing, back. man? Anybody who's listened to our show before, Travis is a welcome guest. He comes here all the time. We're glad to have him here tonight. I know he's a big fan of Brent and what he does. So I'm glad you can be on the show with us tonight. We're talking. And I want you to know we have been stalling. Talk yes. Spider Man until you've gotten here. But wait, I gotta uh, finish. She- I gotta finish She Hulk. It'll She-Hulk. lead right into Spider Man. It'll lead yeah, right into the it. The, the the other thing I was gonna say about She Hulk is, is I do think it's smart, and especially since this is tying in and like you know she's gonna be in the universe, you know, because they said all this is connected. Well, if uh, which we're gonna talk about it next, if the Sony and Marvel they end up playing nice together again, which I do think is inevitable. Uh, I think it's just smart to have her in there because right now they can't have they can't have Daredevil until you know whatever with Netflix. But Peter's gonna need a lawyer if uh, he's getting framed for the murder of Mysterio, and especially if he got the mask pulled off of him. I think it's gonna be smart as hell to have her in there because he's gonna need some legal representation if they choose to go that way. I just think it'll be smart because they don't have Daredevil. They can bring her right in there and she can help get him out of the jam. Yeah. I actually good. I was going to say, I agree with that. Um, the Daredevil thing, it was two years from when it was canceled. But okay. not, I mean, it, Daredevil's, I mean, honestly, when, when did Daredevil season three come out? Was it October last year? Last year. Yes, I think so. I mean, by, uh, realistically, Sony and Disney could kiss and make up today and mm-hmm. they could still probably use Daredevil if they wanted to. Um, that's, that's Charlie Cox, please. Charlie Cox, please. they'll never do that. They will never not do that. To. So, yes, they'll never do that. Could absolutely serve as a lawyer for Peter Parker. And no, she wouldn't be my first preference. I would prefer Daredevil as well. Me but too. I would but if they're have... not going to use him, yeah. yeah. Travis, man, um, what do you think about that? I'm still trying to wrap my head around even the announcements as I was reading them <laughs> in, in jest. <laughs> Uh, the She-Hulk thing, is there any announcement of Mark Ruffalo being involved mm-hmm. at all? Because I would assume so, at the very least show up in an episode maybe. Like this will be cur- I'm really curious to see if we'll get actors and actresses from this show in movies. Like you guys were just saying, She-Hulk representing Spider-Man at all. I, I I'm cur- I know we're well, gonna get like Anthony. it's officially Phase Four, so she's she's a part of she's a part of the cinematic universe. Once she starts in there, once her show comes, she's eligible for movies and all that. They'll, they will when they get the actress, they'll be the actress. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. like the same with Moon Knight and stuff like that. But yeah. I'm just I'm just curious. I, I'll wait to see the first one, like a uh, a character from Moon Knight show up oh, in a movie okay. kind of deal. Okay. Yeah. Miss Marvel told said today is going to be in the movies. Yeah, got her yeah show you're right. Going to be in the movies, uh, right. Scarlet Witch has been in the movies. Is going to be in WandaVision. Is and back in Strange. The Falcon, Falcon, and the Winter Soldier. I mean, it, this is it's all connected for real. For real, for real. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to yeah. lie. I'm not going to lie. If if I wanted a new female superhero in this universe, man, I'm so upset. If they're going, especially with scrolls, they have not introduced Spider Woman yet. I'll take She-Hulk over Spider-Woman, honestly. Oh, she's a mean bitch. She's a mean bitch, and I look forward to her just wreck. I want her to punch Captain okay. Marvel in the face. I just think because. Right to Sony. Spider-Woman will beat you. Are you kidding? No, I, no, oh. no, 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 no. Oh. Oh. We'll have the debate later. We're, we need to have, where's the superpower, where's the superpower beatdown episode that has She-Hulk and Spider-Woman? Because we're going to submit that. Have, it doesn't matter if you have superpower strength, if you can control somebody's mind. I'm just saying. It doesn't matter if you have superhero strength if you control somebody's mind. That's all. That's all I have to no, say, Spider you know? Woman and Captain Marvel are like super good friends in the comics. Yeah. yeah. So, no, I, I said I, 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 I want to see She Hulk and Captain Marvel in the in the cinematic universe. I just want to see them square off. 
realistically, we won't see that until Phase Five. Uh, we'll get these characters. That's what I want to see, like the characters from Phase Four going into right. some of the some of the movies in Phase Five. That's going to make me so excited, and it'll finally prove Brent's thing of it's all connected, it's all connected kind of deal. <laughs> because we have we have yet to see like an Agent of Shield member besides Coulson. Hey, but we did to, see Jarvis. We did see Jarvis and Agent Carter was a TV series on ABC of all else things, and and Jarvis came in there, the same actor that played him in Agent Carter. So they have connected at least one series. They did that because Marcus and McFeely, uh, the writers of every Russo brothers movie, plus mm-hmm. they uh, the first Avenger, and technically have a credit on the Dark World too. You know, nobody's perfect. They. <laughs> <laughs> they wrote and like they had a hand in some of the episodes of Agent Carter. When Agent well, Carter was coming out, that was when that was before Feige really split off on his oh, own yeah, from yeah. being under. Yeah. So, but still, I mean, they, they didn't have to bring him back for that. They could have omitted him. But they, 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 they just—it's connected. Damn it, that's actually connected. Agent Carter unquestionably is connected. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not questioning that. No. More so, Agents of Shield slash no, more so Netflix shows. Yeah, oh yeah. them, no, them are them are gone. The Netflix, they they got, they got snapped. They, they were don't. they were never even there. They got snapped <laughs> so quick. All right, well check it out, Travis. We held this up for you, man, because yeah. all week long you've been talking Spider Man. So let's mm-hmm. get into it. What Lay is it going there, on Travis. with Spider Man, Travis? You start us out. What is going on with Spider Man? The Sony and Marvel can't reach a deal. That's essentially what it is. It, from the last article that I read, it basically Sony, Sony just let the deal stand. Like they didn't really negotiate any any time leading up to it until really the last moments. From the last article that I read, they just let uh, it stand pat. So That's, it's not over yet. No, not at all. I'm just talking okay. like normally like two years ago. Like after uh, Homecoming, you think they would negotiate? We'll start even thinking about it, but. From from what I read from Screen Man, it didn't, didn't seem like it. Uh, recent stuff this evening, honestly, probably what you were at work. Uh, Disney offered twenty five percent to Sony as long as six months ago. And that is that is so legit. Like, oh yeah, I'm saying if, if Sony dropped that, the ball. That is insane. Well, here here's the infuriating part. Everybody's flipping out because of Disney saying fifty fifty. <laughs> And I can argue why that is not as ridiculous as people think it is. I am on your side with that. But, but it's irrelevant because with you, Travis. Also, reports, also reports that Sony said 25% and Disney said 30%. i am like, are you freaking kidding me? It's 5%. 5% is the difference here from these different reports? Freaking. Yeah, but what's 5% of over a billion dollars? It's nah, a, they're a lot not of money. guaranteed not a billion that much. dollars, no, it's, right? it's, it's not 5% of a billion dollars. You got to understand, you got to remember that's coming out of the budget money. Like that's coming out of what they put into it. So remove the budget, remove technically, they don't bring home a billion dollars. They bring home X percentage of ticket sales from America. They bring home mm-hmm. a smaller percentage of them from China and different countries have different rates. So it's not like Disney brought in like, you know, Endgame made two point, just shy of $2.8 billion. Disney did not pocket $2.8 billion, though. So. No, of course not. But no, you but can just, Disney's it's got easy the merchandising to rights to even all Spider-Man. You know, they put Spider-Man front and center in Infinity War and all that. Like, Marvel is cleaning. They cleaned up with Spider-Man in this universe. Disney, Marvel, Disney, Disney, Marvel period. Disney paid Sony yes, I know. something like 150 to $175 million for the merchandising rights like five or six years ago. Yeah, from, they still from Amazing paid them, Spider-Man, too. They still pay them $30 million a year, but 
that movie is different or that amount is different based on performance of the Marvel produced Sony movies, homecoming and far from home. So I don't know what they did for 2017 and 2019, but the other years, $30 million a year. So yes, they have the merchandising, right? But Sony's still getting a kickback there for doing absolutely nothing related to those. Well, seems you know like that's I the think. only time that, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, Travis, get it out. No, I've been here all night. No, I just wanted to say it seems like Sony this is the best bet for Sony is to let other people do the job and sit back and get the money. That seems to be right. the, when it works the best. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. And, and, and they yeah. need, but they need franchises and they're losing them. You told me the other day on Twitter that they have Bond, right? Which I totally forgot Bond was their movie. They do. But it's yeah, not but, anymore. They don't have the no, next one. MGM no. does. Yeah, uh, but what I, what I was going to say Jumanji. was I thought they don't what? have the they don't have the Bond anymore. What? <laughs> look up, go to Box Office Mojo and look up the next Bond movie and tell me who's distributing that. It's not Sony. They lost those licensing rights. I was looking. Oh well, they're screwed. <laughs> so they don't have James Bond going forward. Yes, Jumanji with The Rock. That movie's uh, hysterical. I I'm not guys boycotting. Rock. I'll see the sequel, but that's not. I, I love The Rock, but not every one of his movies makes Jumanji money. And uh, Rampage great. 2. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Thanks just kidding. <laughs> Here's what I got to say, though, is for everybody I've seen on Twitter that's like, oh, screw Sony. I'm not giving Sony any more of my money. I'm not buying a PS5. That's fucking pathic. I promise you that Sony will be okay if you don't buy a PS5. I promise you if you don't get to see Sony's movie, they'll be okay. Okay, they have no problems making money. I was money. gonna say I don't. Right? I, like, I mean, that, that bothers me. Sony's I want okay. I want to be able to say that for Sony, but they've they've not had some great years lately. They've had some they've had some wins, but they're not yeah. they're not they as have, pretty as they used to be. They had Jumanji. My, my thing is, <laughs> you're not gonna break them by not buying a PS5. By not people going are gonna buy a PS5. Get out of here. The gaming, the gaming the yeah. gaming industry brings in more money than the film industry and exactly the computers and anything put together. P, the PlayStation and the games alone will keep them afloat. Period. Why it doesn't matter if you go see the movie or not. You're not gonna break them if you don't go see the new Spider-Man movie it from Sony. Because it it doesn't boycotting Sony PlayStation because of Spider-Man is just stupid. Okay. Yeah, great. It, yeah. It's just stupid. But if you don't go to Sony movies, that makes a big difference because if you if you look at all the you know merger rules, not the monopoly crap because these people don't understand what a monopoly is, but just the mergers and acquisitions, the next movie studio expected to go in the next couple of years. Do you know what it is? What? It's Sony. And you know what happens when Sony? I thought it was Paramount. No, Paramount's too small. You you know I mean. The, Anybody could buy Paramount. They're so small. Do you know okay. what's going to happen when Sony does eventually sell off? Probably to Apple, by the way, because they desperately need a back catalog. Yeah, they do. The rights are going back for Spider-Man are going back to Disney anyway. But right now, Spider-Man is at... They just made a killing on Venom. They did not make a killing on Spider-Verse, but critically they did. And now they've had their highest movie ever. This is the best time ever that they should be offering to sell Disney the Spider-Man rights back. Now, the value for this to Sony is way higher than the value of it is to Marvel. Because Marvel already has the merchandising rights, as we talked about. Marvel can make cartoons and stuff for it. So it's not quite the same as when Disney bought like Star Wars and they were buying everything that they didn't have. But... This is the time, like we were talking before we started that it's like Sony is positioned well. That's how it is. They could clean up. They could get some deal that pays them forever right now if they would just, if they sold the rights entirely. If they want to, if they just let Marvel come in and make movies for them, they'd do nothing and they get the, they get a billion dollar hit. Yeah. 
but the, but they're never going to be in a better position. And you got to remember, they they uh, what's the Spider Verse guys? What's their names? The, Lord the directors, Miller. Lord Miller signed yeah, they on. They might have been producers, but the Lord of Miller signed on to oversee i know at least like all kinds of animated like spider-man everything now whether that means films or they're going to do like their own car i I don't they've signed on to do something animated related with sony and to like shepherd uh because because of spider-verse and i know spider-man's a big part of that so i know they got plans going forward with that they are doing more of spider-man but they're mm-hmm. also doing that deal wasn't just Spider-Man. It's just Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yo, no, right. But that's that's so, one of their yeah, that was one of their main pieces of their you know what I mean? That was one of those things they shine up. You're right, yes, it had more, but that's you know, they made sure they put, hey, they're he's gonna they're gonna do more Spider-Man animated stuff. You know what I mean? So Travis, why is Disney wrong to uh ask fifty fifty? Tell me before I tell you why I disagree. Oh, oh. I wanna hear it. I wanna hear it. <laughs> All week long we've been talking about this on we, Twitter. We I wanna just, hear it. You guys just did you we just did this. Try name how many franchises they have. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Like we just we no, just struggled. Right. We we had terrible struggle. This is their best franchises. No one's arguing that. So I personally think they should go seven. Like build up. They went five. I think for the success of the films, they should go seventy thirty. And then after a couple more, like six more appearances, if it's still a really staggering success, you can go fifty fifty. And then you can go to selling the rights. But it's obvious what Sony really is. They got sell the rights to Spider-Man to Marvel, but they also got, like you just said, sell. they're going to have to sell themselves because they, doesn't, they do not have many franchises right now. And I agree with Brent. I think Sony is the next big picture to go. And I think that they're going to have to play the game of selling the rights to Spider-Man back to Marvel and selling themselves uh, selling their company in roughly like a year, like pr- got to be pretty close to the same time, in my opinion. So, do you think Disney's asking too much? At one point, they did ask fifty fifty. Is that too much? Yes, I I, I think it I is don't. right now, well, just because of just just too the much. Sony. I don't I don't think it's for for Marvel for the Disney this... and Kevin Foggy's input and what they've done. I think they deserve. A lot more than what they're getting. I'm just it's, saying it's, two, it's a twofold two hit, Brent. It's a twofold hint. You got to think if they get 50 50, they get to put input on there and they get to have their characters do it and they get to cut the knees out of Sony even further. That, that is a twofold hit. That's win win. No, uh, Nathan, the thing is when they, like Brent said, when they sell, when they, when they sell, but right when now, they get, but when they, they get back, they keep playing yeah. nice. But they no, I'm They're just not going to sell it for as much though if their value of the property goes down. Yeah, and when they're bought, they lose the rights to Spider Man. Like Brent said, it goes back to Marvel. So like you got you got to play both games. Like they got to yeah. they got to sell they got to sell to Marvel back the rights back because they're going to get bought. They're not going to get any money for that. So they got to sell it at some point. And I think Disney and Marvel know that. Well, I'm just calling them Marvel, but it's Kevin Foggy and them. They know <laughs> they know they know, they know that. You're right. Know that's what they got to do. So look at it this way. In 2016, uh, Civil War and Doctor Strange came out, right? Yes. That's the last time up until next year that Marvel put out two movies. 2017, 2019 each, they put out three movies, one of which was distributed by Sony but made by Marvel. And then, of course, 2018 was three Marvel movies. They're not doing any fourth movies. They're not going to add a fourth movie, especially when they have – something like 10 Disney plus series coming over the next two to three now, right? We know they have seven of them coming in the next two years. I didn't see the release dates for the ones they announced today. If Marvel is only getting, if Disney is only getting 5% 
5% of those sales, if that's all they're going to get, is it really worth it to Disney to give up a movie slot? Everyone's like, well, Sony wants, you know, getting 50% of $700 is 700 million is better mm-hmm. than getting mm-hmm. or getting a hundred percent of 700 you know, is better. You know than I'm going to say yes. I'm going to oh. use your own argument against you because that's oh, that he's here. the biggest merchandiser. He sells more than anybody else. So yes, it is worth it to them because that's he's, their heavy hitter for Marvel. He's the biggest merchandiser in the world. But that's what I mean. He's, a, he's my, bigger well, than Batman. Is, even said. He, he is bigger than Batman as far as merchandise goes. But right. my point is, wouldn't it make more sense for Disney than to only get to have Feige and company make a movie that they only get 5% out of? Wouldn't it make more sense for them to try no. and get more to make it more? Because, you know what, the same but argument the merchandising goes, goes into it. Because like you just said, he's the number one merchandising seller and, and Disney owns all that. So it would behooves of them to at least factor that in. It's not all about just the, the movie, because right? they're going to make toys and shirts and backpacks and lunchboxes and and sandals and rocks and sheets and you name it, they're going to make that merchandising with the they're characters from that, that movie. movie. They're getting that money anyway. Yeah, they're getting say, that money anyway. Mm-hmm. That's okay. that's why yeah. I don't. I, I agree. Okay. They're going to get that money anyway because you know what? You put Spider Man, you put a spider a spider symbol or a bat symbol on anything, you're going to make a ton of money. But but it sells ton well, of I, money. I think it sells more whenever you got them standing next to Iron Man than if it's just. Uh, I disagree. Than if it's just, just somebody no, just, you're just right. standing there. You're right. So no, I think, I, I think I the MCU version is what I'm saying is going to sell more. Is what I'm saying. They're, they're going to put no, Tom Holland care. on stuff to sell more. Kids don't care about that. They can can put out Spider-Man and Iron Man and Avengers all they want because they can do it with all the animated shows. They do do it from the animated shows. So the merchandise money, yeah, it's there. It's not chump change. I think it takes a boost if they put him with these in the MCU. It probably does, but my point is, effectively, you're asking Marvel to give up one of their only three movie slots. So you're you're asking Marvel to give up effectively 95% of what they could bring in on a movie. And no, oh. not every movie is going to bring in a billion, but if, if we're taking up a slot where we have a hundred and we're only going to get 5% back, yeah. you, I just lost 95% of my revenue. You're right, Brent. They're really going to miss that thimble of sand from the beach. You're right, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. Well, how much did they make just this year? Alone? How many billion dollar movies they got? They're really going to miss that thimble of sand from the beach. You're right. They're going to be devastated. Uh, again, they're a business, though. People I say know. that all, they have all the money. In the I know. They have responsibility to stakeholders, to stockholders. They have to always be trying to make more money. Don't get me started on the stock market. You're, I no, hate you're it. absolutely right. A business is a business, no matter what. If it was me, I'd want it all, too. I'd be greedy as shit. I'd want my pocket so full. And I, and I, yeah, you're right. I get it. I get it. Greedy I'd be filling up my shirt and have my pocket so full. I get it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be honest with you. If I was Kevin Foggy and Disney, I would just sit back and let. Sony, I would say, okay, you we'll, we'll split the bullet, and mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. In five years, or not even that time, I don't think Sony's. <laughs> I, I think that the, I, I really enjoyed Venom, but I think that they're really. Uh, they got away. They're not. They they're did putting, get away with it. They they're, absolutely they're, got away. They got they're playing. They're it. playing with a house. They're playing with a house of cards, doing this Morbius oh, yeah. and stuff like that. Oh. I don't. Th- I think it's going to crash and burn. Personally, no. I don't think. Uh, don't I, I don't. That. I don't want it to. I'm no. just thinking. Dude, Jared Leto about... perfect for that part. Perfect for that role, man. Like the uh, casting alone is going to be good. Is good enough to make me watch it. I don't know if these characters can survive in a world where there's not Spider-Man. I I, I don't know. But they're going to have Spider-Man now. 
Yeah. They're going to have Spider-Man now. Yeah. If they uh, pull out, you're right. And you start, and you, and you already completely changed the origin of uh, Spider-Man's arguably main character that he'll be going up against in this universe. You didn't change that. You changed the origin of Venom. Spider-Man, they can still retcon in to be the same origin. Venom is different. No, but you lose the black suit Spider-Man angle of absolutely. Venom, well, but, which but that's, I argue. That's an, that's an angle that only comic book fans know about. If, no, you, if you're I, a general I, audience no, fan. No, they don't. No, no they don't if you're a general audience fan, you, uh, I, 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 so I disagree. What's the motivation? Why does why does Eddie Brock hate Peter when, or why does yeah. Eddie Brock hate Spider-Man when Spider-Man never did anything to, you know, the whole uh, Sin Eater or whatever the killer was that, that Eddie faked in the comics? Why does the symbiote hate Spider-Man when he never merged with him and then got rejected by him? The whole motivation for Venom and Spider-Man's relationship is out the window. Now, well, I can't that. And I'm if we can throw because... if we can throw Uncle Ben out the window for an entire universe, we can we can work it no. in there, right? We can work it in there. No, same <laughs> as Morbius. Same as Morbius. He, no, you're right. He's direct he's directly tied into no, Peter he Parker. Is, I, I, I agree he, with you guys. I, I just don't see it I don't see it working. Like they already started filming this, so Peter Parker's not gonna be in his first one. So it is um done, I the, just I would have just done a different spider. I would have done I don't understand why they didn't just kick it off with Miles. If they were going to do this, why wouldn't they just put Miles and Hardy, you know, get somebody good to play Miles and put him right O'Reilly. up against Hardy? O'Reilly. You could have done either one. Yeah, Ben Riley. Out. I said the yeah. same thing. It would have worked out either one. I agree. Okay. Nobody's a bigger Ben Riley fan than I am. <laughs> ah, there you go. You like that denim jacket, right? I, I love Ben Riley. Ben Riley yeah. is special. You can't do Ben Riley without doing Peter. Sure no, I agree. Sure I agree. Sure you can. Well, no, sure no. For, for you and I, you can't do Ben Riley without Peter. He's a clone for, of Peter. But for the I know, general but he audience, doesn't have to be. For the general audience, you can do that, and it won't be a problem. You know? It will only be we a problem on Twitter. They could have started off with Gwen Stacy. I don't care. They could have put sure. somebody up against him. Spider-Gwen? Yes. Mm-hmm. Fine. Uh, Spider-Gwen versus this Venom? Totally down with that. No problem with that at all. Even Miles, I'm fine with that. And frankly... I, and who knows if they could do it? Because who knows if this would have even been allowed by the deal? They could bring back Andrew Garfield to face off Venom. I, that, that I've been place. saying that for years. That's been on my wish list, and that'll never happen just because I wanted to. Oh. Nah, I don't know. But even then, you lose the motivation, like I said, of oh, Spider-Man absolutely. versus Venom. It's not nearly the same thing. I'll give Spider-Man th- three even that much credit, even though you know. <laughs> I, I I will say for as much as like I think Sony lived well within their rights to doing this, and I understand why they're doing it. I do want to see Tom Holland continue in there because he's one of the shining lights. Yeah. Since like we lost RDJ and like all these other big characters, and I know they got other ones going forward, but like I you know, don't... Chris Chris you know, Chris Hemsworth, I think is he's literally passing the hammer on because he was he's you know quietly oh. making his exit. I think don't Ruffalo, if they got She Hawk in there, I think Ruffalo's going to quietly walk away. Like I, we're losing a lot of these guys. Not that we don't have them, but. I'd like to see Holland there as Peter Parker because he's young. They got a lot of time that could go, and he loves playing the character. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Well, uh, fellas, y'all got anything else to say about Spider-Man? I know we have gushed about it for a while. We have talked about a lot of different things, but there is one main thing. Well, y'all, we definitely did. Are you kidding me? <laughs> go back and listen to it. We we definitely gushed. <laughs> like, right. um, uh, no, but honestly, I want to hear what y'all's ranking are for what has Hell come yeah. out so far so if nobody has anything else to say because i'm willing to hear anything else then we can go ahead and go into our 23 <laughs> through one review uh i'm gonna have to do a lot of math here 
Mm-hmm. But I'm going to do it on the fly as we go. If anybody has anything else to say about anything going on in the DC universe, or excuse me, DC. DC. In Marvel, in, in oh, MCU. Oh, I got a drink. I said it. Oh, yeah, the, the Marvel Universe app. Uh, or app. The Marvel <laughs> Universe world. Um, anything to do with uh, Disney Plus coming up. Anything to do with what we talked about before. We'll go ahead and move into our rankings mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. what has happened so far, mm-hmm. and we will give an average of what it, we think. And just, just remember, folks these these are our uh, subjective rankings. Okay, guys. Right, right. <laughs> so let's go ahead and lay this out. We're gonna go ahead and do our rankings. All four of us. I have two papers here to write out what movie everyone does, and then an average to go with what everyone does. I'm gonna start out. Then I'm gonna go Travis, Brent, Nathan. Sounds good. You can talk about whatever you want to about the movie. Uh, you know, I'm not in any kind of time rush here, so uh, we'll start with number 23, and we'll go from 23 to 1. I will keep tally as we go, and then we will average it out as we, uh, you know, as things happen. Sure. So, for me, personally, number 23, the worst Marvel... Well, okay. Before I say this, let me, let me put this out there. Because I said it earlier, I was going to put this little thing out there. I like all the Marvel movies. Okay. There are some there are some that are a lot better than others, but I would have to say that number probably nine or ten through probably twenty one or twenty two are all kind of a toss up. All these movies are great, you know. It's very difficult to judge that range of really good, but I have from twenty one to about twenty three and the top ten obviously as definite. Everything after that. It's kind of a toss-up. Uh, you know, they're in somewhat of an order, but I do enjoy all these movies. And I'm sure everybody else here probably feels the same way. I'll go ahead and say, for me, number 23, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I had to watch it four times before I finally saw it all the way through because I fell asleep three times in a row. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, just me personally, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, uh, that was my least favorite MCU movie. So, Travis, what is your number 23? I will agree with you, uh, Greg, that I I enjoyed every movie. And there's just some things in some movies I didn't enjoy so much. And my worst movie is Thor, The Dark World. Okay. Uh, Malekith and that rock dude, I don't even know his name. Uh, I, there's the only thing that I really truly enjoyed was Thor's mother's death, Frida's death. Thought that was fantastic. Oh, beautiful, okay. moment. beautiful moment. Okay. But but the dark elves and the ether was basically just blah to me. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, what about you, Brent? Twenty three. Uh, what's, what's your cosine, Travis? You know, I I could put in Thor: The Dark World right now and be just happy and content to watch that movie. The the Chris Evans cameo in that movie. I don't know if I've ever laughed harder than I did at that one because I. <laughs> that was a good part. I it still that. gets me every time. I don't subscribe to the Marvel villain problem, but if I did, Malekith is the poster boy. <laughs> oh, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. So you're 23 with Dark World. Okay. Yep. All right. What about you, Nathan? Okay. Like you guys said, uh, even Marvel's quote worst movie is better than a lot of people's best movies. So, like, I do like all these movies, but my bottom rung are the ones I'm not going to put in all the time, but I'm not like, oh, God, no, please don't put it in. But my number 23 is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Because uh, I've said, said it many times, many times. 
Okay. Marvel let him go full gun, and you never go full gun because he thinks he is way funnier and ta- more talented than he than he actually is. He don't get me wrong; he is a absolutely talented. He is funny, but you know he needed some reins in on him because he just went a little too far with it. And I, it's it's a great movie. It's it's I mean it's a beautiful movie and stuff. It's just Drax and some. Ugh, I, it's it's my bottom. It's my bottom. It's been there ever since it came out. I've only seen it I think like twice. And that's, that's just because I just don't ever have any desire to rewatch it. Okay. All right. So we got our consensus. That's number 23 for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll go to 22. For me personally, number 22, let me look at my list here because I uh, I got to refer to my list because, like I said, there there's certain ones of these movies that are just uh, very difficult to kind of uh, judge. And they're all really, really good movies, but it's 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 it's, a, it's kind of a coin flip. For, for what everything happened. So let me pull up my gallery here because I know I sent it to everybody earlier. Uh, 22 is... Well, if I could find it. Uh, Travis, go and give me yours. <laughs> Iron Man 3 is my number 22. I did enjoy some really good scenes like the plane the plane rescue. Iron uh, Man 3? The yeah. Yes. But I really did not enjoy the Mandarin twist. I thought it was terrible. I thought the powers were terrible. And the fact that Gwyneth Paltrow's character was able to operate the Iron Man suits with basically zero training really bothered me big time. (laughs) Okay. All right. What about you, Brent? Uh, For uh, what around number 22, I got to go Incredible Hulk. Um, I like this movie. Uh, I, I like the Hulk design. Edward Norton, I like the actor. I would have been okay had he continued as Bruce Banner. I really wouldn't have complained about it. But over time, I just I don't think he's as good of a Bruce as Ruffalo is. And I'm sorry, I wasn't a big fan of Liv Tyler's performance in the movie. Um, I did enjoy seeing Hulk versus the Abomination. And I got to say, you know, Emil Blonsky before he's the Abomination. I remember watching him face the Hulk and thinking this is what Captain America needs to be like. And of course that makes sense because what he had in him was derived from the super soldier term, but okay. I got to go incredible Hulk. Okay. Uh, let's see. I found mine. And for number 22, I agree with you. Incredible Hulk. That, that is my, uh, that is my number 22. Uh, Travis, uh, what do you think, man? Uh, uh, Travis already went. Yeah, Iron Man. Oh, three. sorry, Travis. There you go. I'm sorry, Nathan. What do you think? My number twenty-two. It's <laughs> it's not so much the movie's fault. It's just because I can't really stay in the actress as a person. But <laughs> right. my number twenty-two is Captain Marvel. Just Captain just Marvel? because Brie oh. Larson just destroys it for me, and that's just me personally because I whatever but captain marvel and it's just kind of thought i was just kind of like a like run of the mill just like a, eh. i don't know I, okay. it didn't it didn't ring any of my bells or tickle any of my fancies or anything i don't, I don't know i just like i said and maybe that's just because i went in with with because of her but that for me that's uh it's my number 22 i think personally that movie was about two or three years too late I think if that movie came out about two or three years ago, we uh, people would have enjoyed it a little more. Not saying that you know it's not a bad bad movie, but I would have enjoyed it a little more. I get what you're saying. It 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 kind of came into that superhero fatigue part. 
It was the missing piece to the Infinity War saga. But then whenever you watch Infinity War and Endgame, she's really not that big of a part, which kind of irritated me. Like, everybody said, oh, you've got to know about Captain Marvel because she's in the, you know, the big part of the story. But she was in those two movies, or that one movie, a total of, like, five minutes. So it, it kind of irritated me. So I, I agree with you with that. Like, I can see what you're saying. So, um, okay. You know, and I, I'm going to say that, uh, Travis, I'm doing the rich and rare Canadian whiskey. And I just realized that I have my list written down, so I don't need to look it up. <laughs> so, Jeez. How many drinks have yeah. you had? Wow. <laughs> so here you go. Number 21 for me is Ant-Man and the Wasp. Mm. Um, uh, Travis, what do you think, man? 21. Uh, we are in agreement. Ant-Man and the okay. Wasp for me as well. There's okay. stuff I did enjoy, but yeah. I thought the first one was a lot better. Yeah, it was a very good movie. But Miles of all the I'm going to watch, it's, it's probably one of the least ones I'm going to probably put on or buy, especially. So what about you, Brent? Um, you know, I got to go. I got to go Iron Man 3. Um, Iron Man 3? Okay. I, you know what? I lied. I lied. Um, oh, lied. Iron, Man, Iron Man 2. I'm sorry. I, I love oh, the wrong one. really? Got to go Iron Man 2. Um, but you just got to preview what my next one will be. Um, <laughs> for me, Iron Man 2 just kind of loses me a little bit in the middle. And so okay. I, I think, yeah. I, mean, I just think the middle is a little bit weaker. It's got some fun stuff. I love seeing them team up with War Machine. I think it's Make hilarious it how Don Cheadle's first line is, I'm here, it's me, deal with it, as basically a call out of the recast of character. And, yeah. but yeah, 21 for me, okay. Iron Man 2. Okay. Uh, what about you, Nathan? 21. At 21, I have a movie that when it was announced, I was mega excited. I was like, oh, this this is going to be great. It's going to be excellent. And then I saw it, and like it, was, it looked really pretty, and it had some good stuff in it, but I just... Oh. Everything got undercut with a joke, and that would be Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok. I knew that was coming. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Mm-hmm. 21. I get that. That is a movie that you love or hate. Mm-hmm. All there is to it. So, yeah. I get that. Okay. Uh, well, let's go 20. Uh, for me, personally, uh, 20 is Doctor Strange. Hmm. Now, now, like I said, from about a 9 or 10 to all the way to 20, they're all kind of a toss-up. My personal thing with Doctor Strange is it's, it's kind of a, it's a personal vendetta because I love the Green Lantern movie. And if anybody wants to at me on Twitter or talk to me about it, I can argue the fact that Doctor Strange and Green Lantern are the exact same movie. And one got a ton of praise, and one was bashed really bad. But they are the exact same movie. So, for me personally, number 20, Doctor Strange. Travis, what do you think? I First of all, I need to be educated in how they're similar <laughs> another time. I will let you know. I will let because you know. Yeah, We'll talk about that, that later. He, he is, that is an interesting hate. That he is an interesting me. hate. He but has a valid th- argument. L- let, me ask you, let me ask you, Nathan. Did I convince you when I gave you that argument? Uh, it was pretty compelling. It was, it was pretty, pretty compelling. Okay. Pretty compelling. So, so I have a valid argument. Mm-hmm. At least. Okay. So, so it, 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 it loses luster a little bit when you says uh, when you say I really like Green Lantern movie. It's oh, hard. don't even start, <laughs> man. Mm-hmm. I'm, okay. I'm just I'm just messing. I'm just messing. <laughs> uh, number twenty for me is Iron Iron Man two. Okay. Uh, I agree with Brent. It was pretty slow in the middle. 
uh, I did enjoy Justin Hammer a lot, though. I thought that uh, <laughs> I enjoyed his humor and character a lot. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what about you, Brent? This one is Iron Man 3. So, Travis, we're just opposite of these two. Um, since you had Iron Man 3 last time. I don't mind the Mandarin twist. The Mandarin, the comic-accurate Mandarin, not possible. It was never never going to happen that way. Um, I am very curious how they're going to do the Mandarin in the upcoming Shang-Chi movie. Mm-hmm. But for me, uh, I love... I love the scenes with all the different armors of Iron Man at the end, but there's just, again, there's a huge chunk in the middle that while it's got some really compelling character stuff, you do kind of want some more Iron Man action also. Okay. I get that. Hmm. Uh, What about you, Nathan? My number 20 would be Ant-Man and the Wasp. Okay. It was just, it was just kind of like, I don't know. It was just, it was just there. It felt like, like I wanted to do, I wanted more to do with the wasp because, like, I do like I do like the wasp character and I like Evangeline Lilly, but I don't, I don't know. I just I felt like it could have been a better balance, and the villain was kind of I don't know. I just it just didn't click with me. It didn't really work. I was just kind of waiting to see how he got snapped. I don't know if maybe it was just in the wrong place at the wrong time or what, or to see who got snapped. But that's just kind of what I felt like I was waiting for through the movie. And it's just I mean it's it's fine. Like I said, I don't hate it. It just it's just number twenty for me. Uh, I wish you guys could see the list that I'm making right now because, like, there is a definitely a general consensus of what movies are better and what movies are less uh, <laughs> of, of what's going on. Um, it, it's going to be cool when I reveal what's happening, but er, the whole numbers here. But uh, okay, well, what about number nineteen? That's where we're at. For me personally, Iron Man three, number nineteen. So, uh, Travis, what about you, bud? My number nineteen is The Incredible Hulk. Okay. Uh, I really love this movie, though. I gotta say, <laughs> I, I really enjoy it. Uh, the Hulk scenes are fantastic. I enjoy the Hulk as this more rampagey thing, and uh, I really enjoy Edward Norton as well. I like Brent said. I think I think Mark Ruffalo is better for an, an Avengers type deal, but I think Edward Norton would be better Bruce Banner to lead a just a solo a movie. solo film. I agree with you on that. I definitely agree with you on that. So, okay. Uh, Brent, what about you, bud? All right. So my next two, and this isn't the only time I'll say this, but they are so close. They could flip flop at the drop of a hat. Oh, you got to pick uh, one. I, oh, I have one picked. But I'm just saying, <laughs> they could be flipped. 19 for me is Ant-Man and the Wasp. Okay. Um, Sonny Bird, the Sonny Birch character. I just didn't like that character at all. Uh, just felt like a waste of time. I thought having, I thought the villain worked because it wasn't a villain. Ghost, she, she she really wasn't. She was an antagonist, but not the villain. That was interesting to me, and the wasp was awesome. I, I kind of want them to do like a wasp and Ant Man movie, you know, people <laughs> run around. But I want wasp to take center stage. She was okay. awesome, but okay. all told, that's where I'm at. Okay, uh, Nathan, what's your 19? My number 19 is Thor: The Dark World, and. Okay. I don't I don't hate this movie as much as a lot of other people do. Like I I like it because I liked uh, I just liked the when Loki was just shattered in in that cell after his mom was dead, and you know and just that the rage of him knowing that like he he worked with you know what I mean just him and Thor coming together over the loss of their mother and going out there to fight and just I mean I know the Dark Elves 
whatever, but that, that funeral scene for their mother and just the Loki and Thor relationship and that worked. And like Brent said, that cameo with Chris Evans in there, that was hilarious and unexpected. I remember literally laughing out loud in the movie theater when I saw that because I was not expecting that. I, okay. I like it. I like it a lot, but it's, it's down there at uh, number 19. Okay. Well, just so you all know, those are the first two movies we have locked up that all four of us have voted on. Mm-hmm. Right now, The Wasp is at 81 and Dark World is at 83. And we're going to the lowest score is the best movie. So from the general consensus of all of us, Ant-Man and the Wasp is slightly better than Thor Dark World. All right. Okay. All right. So we'll go to number 18. Uh, I have 18 at Thor Dark World. So uh, there's no, I I agree with Nathan. Um, I enjoyed the movie. I really did. And I've watched it multiple times. Uh, But it's one of those ones where you can probably put 10 movies in front of it that I'll want to watch before that. I have. Uh, I uh, have on this list. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I definitely have one. What about you, Travis? What number? Okay, yeah. Number 18. 18. 18. Uh, Ant-Man. I really enjoyed this thing. I thought it was a First fun... Ant-Man? Hi- yeah. Damn. I thought it, was, okay. thought it was a fun heist movie, but... Uh, I thought there'd be more love. <laughs> oh, there's out. But besides, I think... I'll 23, I could watch over at any time. Oh, you're this right. Is just, this is just levels. You're here right. and I were, we're skimming hairs. But I just really enjoyed it. <laughs> Sky, what do you call it? It's the perfect casting for Scott Lang. Paul Rudd. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Paul Rudd's perfect casting for that. So... All right, uh, Brent, what do you think, man? 18. Ant-Man. Ant- oh, no, really? Yep. Did you Ant-Man guys call each other? We did, actually. I can flip them back and forth. Uh, you know, the, the Wasp isn't in Ant-Man 1, um, but I love I love the shot of, like, when he, it, well, one, the whole sequence of him stealing the suit, and then when he oh, actually yeah. puts it on yeah. for the first time and, like, falls through the drain and stuff in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I love that whole sequence. I think it's great. Uh, the villain is not the best, but the final fight, the third act battle with the villain is a mm. lot of fun. Right. And so, I mean, yeah, it's not that I don't like the movie. <laughs> me having it this far down. It's not that I don't like the movie. It's just, it's got to go somewhere. And for me, it's 18. Yeah, right. I agree. Uh, what about you, Nathan? My number 18 is the incredible Hulk. And man, I, 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 do, I do really, I do really like this movie. Edward, I, I, like you guys said, I agree with you. I think Ruffalo's better for the movies. He just jives better with those guys. But like, but I, Edward Norton, I thought was great. And man, that final battle with the Hulk and Abomination just beating yeah. the holy hell out of me. God, I loved it, man. I loved it. Good. I, you know, and when he's he's fighting those stark you know sand you know sonic cans he's just wrecking uh ross's army and i just i loved it i loved it yeah. i loved it I top that, five man. top five in credit scene <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay uh you know it dude this is so funny sitting here watching this play out because i love seeing other people's opinions about this like um i don't know i'm excited to see the way the way what's well, your 17 my 17 is uh let's see uh I have the oh, Captain Marvel. Okay, uh, I like the movie, and like I said, we, we're all talking about this. And like, you know, I, I gave the, dis- the disclosure beforehand that basically the last, you know, twenty-one through nine or whatever, or eleven or whatever, are going to be kind of toss-ups. I don't, I don't dislike Captain Marvel. It was a good movie. It really was. But when it comes <coughs> down to it, there's a lot of other movies I'd rather see before it. Like, it, yeah. if you gave me a choice, 
I would rather see all the, well, obviously, all these movies I have listed before it, you know, a number of times for that. So, uh, Captain Marvel for me. What about you, Tar- uh, Travis? The same. Captain Marvel for me Captain as well. Marvel, okay. 17. I enjoyed the film. I really enjoy the, like, Coulson and uh, Nick Fury backstory. It's nice to get a bit of, like, older scenes of them. It's that's just always nice after being around for 20-something movies. Hmm. That's something I really enjoyed. And, like, like you said, Greg, it's, I enjoy this movie, but there are just others I enjoy more. Okay. What about you, Brent? 17, Doctor Strange. A lot of fun in this movie to be had. Mm, not my favorite villain, but totally worth it. it. Totally worth it for I've come to bargain, if nothing else. Oh. <laughs> Same movie as uh, Green Lantern. But uh, anyway, uh, what about you, Nathan? Uh, my 17, I have Iron Man 2. Iron Man And I mean... Uh, it's got some great stuff. I mean, if you can get over Mickey Rourke, but I mean, it, it's got some that that back to back fight with War Machine and Iron Man in that third act is just man, that that is just something cool. And I think I think that's personally my favorite War Machine outfit or my favorite War Machine armor is that Mark One because okay. I just I really like that. And like Brent said, when they brought in Don Cheadle and they just opened it up like that because that was to the audience and them. I just I loved it. Uh, Sam Rockwell is Justin Hammer. Like he needs to come back in some way, shape, or form because he was a fantastic uh, character and he can jive so well with like even if they bring back Spider Man with Peter Parker, I could see those two going off each other and I think it'd be hilarious. I agree. Well, fellas, with all that going in seventeen, that locks us up in Iron Man two as a score of sixty nine. So we have Iron Man two at sixty nine, we have Dark World at eighty three, and we have the Ant Man and the Wasp at eighty one. So that locks up that movie. All right. Uh, so we'll go to number 16. Uh, I'll start us off. Black Panther. Hmm. Uh, I love the movie. Great visuals, great story. But once again, you know, it, it's one of these things where this whole group of this next 10 movies is kind of a toss-up. I, I would love to see any of them. Uh, I kind of had to just think about moments I loved in the movie that I would like to see again, and this one fell to number 16 for me. So... What about you, Travis? My number 16 is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Okay. I really enjoy this movie. It probably has the best opening scene, like opening <laughs> sequence of any of the movies in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're just a few too many jokes for my liking. Like, that's almost every, like, 10, 20 seconds. But besides that, I thought it was a, I thought it was a really good story. I thought it had a lot of heart, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay. Ooh. What about you, Nathan? What about Brent? We'll oh, sorry, Tim. My, my apologies. Brent, what about you, bud? Agreed with Travis. 16, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. This movie had so much heart to it. There, People, in my opinion, people get stuck at all the jokes at the surface level that didn't mm-hmm. all land. And because you're right, full gun, you know, as I said earlier, <laughs> they, they, did, they didn't all land. But there was so much heart underneath those. It did. And even the the Pac-Man thing gets me because he talked about, you know, you know how much he loves the 80s. Talks about Pac-Man and, you know, when he figures out these powers, he's going to do some weird stuff. And when he finally lets go and just goes with his heart, that's what he tapped into. That's the whole point of the Pac-Man thing. And I think a lot of people miss that. I I think it's a great movie. The balance for me, though, is the balance 
of the humor with the series isn't quite there as well as it is in the first one. Okay. Baby Groot alone makes that movie just you can watch it. Baby Groot is as much as I thought I was going to hate that. I ended up loving Baby Groot. Oh yeah. Hey uh, Travis, real quick, I got to go back and retcon. I had you as nineteen for Guardians of the Galaxy two. What was your nineteen? Incredible Hulk. Incredible Hulk. Okay, that's one. That's one less than what I have. Okay, so there we go. That that, that lines that up. You okay. Can get your shit I got, together. I got you picked. <laughs> hey man, when we start this podcast, we said there'd be no math. Okay. <laughs> you brought math, math into it. Messed me up. So it's okay. True. Well, with that, it locks right. us up. So we right. have thirty-two and forty-six is spoilers. 60. Spoilers. Huh? You said spoilers. Did I say Don't spo- you usually save that for the end? I'm just giving you shit. <laughs> All right, so that locks us up at Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is a 78, and that locks us up for uh, Incredible Hulk at uh, 44, 19, and 18. Uh, so 44 and 37 is 78. <laughs> yes, so 81, okay. So, okay, so we got, uh, right now we have Guardians of the Galaxy 2 at a 78. We have uh, Incredible Hulk at 81. We have Ant-Man and the Wasp at 81, and we have Dark World at 83. And then we have Iron Man 2 at 69. So, all right. We're going down to 15 now. Wait, I didn't get mine. Oh, sorry. What's your 16? Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3. Iron Matt Man Fox 3. And I uh, I really, I actually really enjoy this movie. I like the little PTS, the PTSD aspect of it. Uh, I like the... Uh, Man, just watching that behind-the-scenes special of the uh, the airplane catching all the people out of there and how they did that practically with a jump team of, like, dive, you know, just skydivers. Man, that was so cool, and it looked so good in the movie. And like I said, I'm, I'm a fan of the, uh, like I said, just the, the him trying to fight through all the stuff that happened in the Battle of New York. I, just, I, I thought it was good. The Mandarin twist, like, I was kind of, like, I wasn't all up in arms about it, but I also like that the movie is more about, Tony Stark realizing that he's not the suit. It's Tony Stark that makes Iron Man. Iron Man, you know, the suit doesn't make him. He makes the suit. And I just, I I love that because he just, he goes, like I said, he goes in there and goes all badass to get the Mandarin. It's just himself going with just a couple little doohickeys that he gets at Home Depot. You know what I mean? I just, I I, I like the movie a lot. But that's that's my number 16 is Iron Man 3. Okay. I got you. Uh, All right. Well, we'll go to number 15. Uh, For me personally, uh, Ragnarok. Uh, I thought it was a good movie. It was funny. It was fun to watch. Uh, but if I never saw it again, I'd be okay. You know, like like it was a good movie. Uh, I think they used Thor as a punching bag in this movie. And for me personally, Thor is one of my favorite Marvel characters. And I love seeing the badassery of Thor. And in that movie, even though they showed it at certain points in times, he's basically a punching bag. Mm-hmm. I like I like Infinity War Thor better than that's than, the best uh, Thor. Yeah, I agree. Then th- that's the perfect combination of funny and badass. Badassery, right? Absolutely. But Ragnarok, he was just too too funny. Uh, it was a good movie, but it was just too funny. So, what about you, Travis? Fifteen. Thor. The first. Thor one. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Enjoy it. Quick, it's pretty quick paced movie, and just I thought I could have used a little bit more Thor action, but okay. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. Okay. Uh, what about you, Brent? 
Dang, Travis, you took my list. <laughs> 15, but here's the thing, like, the look, Thor's look, and, you know, Feige's come out and says, like, oh, we shouldn't have bleached his eyebrows. Yes, <laughs> like, I know. No, yeah. The look isn't there. But, man, think of that Think of that fight scene when he's uh, going into the shield base to get to the hammer, and, like, you know, you get the first reveal of Hawkeye, and he's, you know, you want me to take him out because I'm starting to root for this guy? Such a cool scene, though. Yeah. The, battle, the battle of Jotunheim, when he just goes all God of Thunder, when he's just when they you know like the, they're going to leave and that ice guy you know the Jotunheim guy was just like says up to him and then he calls you know, him a princess Loki, yeah and Loki goes yeah. shit you know Loki's like shit he just yep. knows what's coming and Thor just boom <laughs> I love that oh yeah what about you uh, what do you think about Nathan number fifteen uh, number fifteen I have Doctor Strange okay Doctor Strange because man the visuals in that movie holy hell and. And I never, ever in my life thought that I would like a movie that ended in a stalemate, especially a superhero movie. But the Dormammu had come to bargain, I thought it was actually really well thought out and really well done. I just thought that was that was really cool. The way they introduced the sling, you know, he's got to have a sling ring and his, his cloak of levitivity. It's got his mind. I just think it's all cool. I really right. like Doctor Strange. He's And I really I know it was an origin movie, but I'm glad that we were there. And we've got this entire world set up. So when we go into Doctor Strange 2, we are we are there, baby. Wait, you mean he derives his power from a ring? What no. movie is that like? No, oh, anyway, that is not. I'm about that later. He <laughs> now, stop it. That's not even. I'm not even gonna give you that one. <laughs> I'll go on about that later. Anyway, uh, and uh, that's it. Fifteen. Okay, so we're going to fourteen now. And now let me see. Did that lock anything up? That did lock something up. That locked up Dark World. And uh, no, excuse me. Dark World's already locked up. Uh, um, no, that didn't lock anything up. Okay. 14. So 14. Uh, for me personally, Ant-Man. The first Ant-Man. I love this movie. I love the uh, the father-daughter aspect of this movie. Um, you know, I have two daughters, so obviously I, it felt a little more for it. Uh, I love Paul Rudd as the character. He's a great character. And I hate putting it at 14 because it sounds bad. But like I said, man, uh, almost all these movies are great. Even the worst Marvel movie is better than a lot of movies. So... Mm-hmm. You know, putting it at 14 is not a bad thing. It's just, you know, it, it, I had to put it somewhere. Right. So, uh, what do you think, Travis? My number 14 is Doctor Strange. Uh, okay. It's this high because I ate a special brownie before I went in to watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even know how to begin to tell you what it was like. When you should have made a special brownie. When, it, when he was going through the multiverse and yeah, all the other jazz. I, I had to watch it again. Uh, like two days later, I went and watched it in theaters normally just to get the gist of things that I missed. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Dr. Strange. Uh, we do not condone uh, <laughs> any such it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Brent? <clears throat> 14. All right, 14. We've got <laughs> Iron Man 1. Oh, <laughs> the deep cut. Yeah, deep cut right there. Okay, right. the movie that started it all. The movie that down at fourteen. I mean, it, it's such a it's a great movie. It's a fun movie. It's a blast. Um, yes. I don't think it's Robert Downey Jr.'s strongest performance. I think that's going to come a little bit later. But I don't know. I mean, the the villain doesn't do a lot for me. Um, I love I love seeing him build the armor <laughs> and. I don't know. I am Iron Man. What a great way to end the movie. Hey, I hear you, man. Hey, it, like I said, this is all our opinions. Nobody's wrong, you know. Oh man, I think um, my but, my fourteen is going to be a bit controversial with you guys. I think. All right. 
My number 14 is Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh, okay. Wow, that's the first time my top 10 has been broken in the uh-huh. same in the same one. So, okay. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I, I, home. I didn't have a... Jake Gyllenhaal was great in this movie. Uh, Tom Holland, excellent as always. Uh, the kid that plays Ned, excellent. Uh, even though the the Betty and the Ned thing kind of went a little over the top, but I get it because they're kids and, you know, kids go over the top with that stuff. I get what they were going for. Um, like, uh, like just the kind of Tony Stark, which I absolutely love that there was an influence there, but <clears throat> I just kind of felt like he wasn't even in the movie, but he still at times overshadowed it. And they used the cannon fodder for the drones, things at the end to fight, which, which is fine or whatever. And he was just out of the suit a lot. I, I don't know. I, I like the movie. I do like the movie, but there's just other ones that I like more. <laughs> I get that. Nothing wrong with that. Okay. Uh, let's see. So next for me, number 13, is uh, Homecoming. Love Damn. Spider-Man. One of my favorite movies. One of my favorite characters is, is Spider-Man. Like, you, you can't go wrong with him. He is, for me, the Batman of, of the Marvel Universe. You know, like, I'll watch anything he has. Brett, uh, would you concur? Is Spider-Man the Batman of the Marvel Universe? Well, I just think as far as, popular, I just think as, far as popularity goes, not as far as like character goes. Popularity. You take Spider-Man, you take Batman. Those are the two top sellers in any universe. Absolutely, I will agree. That's what I mean. Uh, but I, I loved Homecoming. It was a great movie, and like I said, I mean it's almost top ten of twenty-three movies, so that that's pretty good. Um, I really enjoyed Homecoming. Uh, it was a great introduction to Spider-Man, but we've already had five Spider-Man movies before that, which I, which I enjoyed all of them, you know, more some than others, but, you know, I really enjoy every depiction of Spider-Man. Uh, I like Homecoming better than a lot of the ones that came before, except for maybe Spider-Man 1 with Tobey Maguire. I really enjoy that movie. Uh, but uh, for me, number 13. So, uh, Nate, or Travis, what do you think, man? Uh, Thor Ragnarok for me. Okay. I really enjoyed the Thor and Hulk scenes. I actually enjoyed this Hulk, too. Uh, it leads to me being super frustrated about another movie, but uh, I thought that Jeff Goldblum was wicked, and the only yes. thing that frustrated me about this movie was Thor being taken down by that uh, electrical thing on his neck. Yeah, that was just that was just that was just something that really yeah. bothered me. But besides that, I thought it was visually fantastic, and it was just nice to see uh, Thor let loose a little. I agree. I don't like the God of Thunder being taken down by a shot collar. For what it's yeah. worth. The comics that that's adapted from, there's more to it than that, but the movie didn't do a good job of showing that. There you go. Uh, that makes sense. Like If you yeah. look at it, you can see there's some like black veins and stuff going. It's like this poison type stuff that's in those things also, but the movie uh-huh. didn't. They could have explained it better because okay. they did a poor job on that. Okay. Okay. Well, Brent, right here, what you got, man? Number 13. Um, Age of Ultron, Avengers 2. Okay. Ooh. All right. Just because? Yeah, so um, any thoughts? There's a lot of stuff that I like in this movie. The action's fun. It, it, I like the banter and everything between it. And I think it's even a very, it's a very important movie down the line. But you you can just tell, like, this was, this was one where it didn't all quite just come together right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can understand that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can understand that. Uh, what do you think, Nathan? Number 13. I have Ant-Man at number 13. The first one? Yes. I really, I really enjoyed this movie. Like, I just, I just thought it was great just to get small and go through the world that way. I love how the entire third act takes place in, like, a briefcase 
Like, it is just, that is just great. Like, after we built up through all these movies, and it was just such a small adventure to end Phase 2, but it was, I just felt like it was perfect. I felt like it was perfect, and I know that uh, the reason why, they, you know, they, they got Falcon in there, and that's because the studio wanted but I love that Amanda Falcon interaction. I thought that was fantastic. I, just, I really like this movie. And that led to some good interactions with those two characters later, too. Yes, it did. Calling right. Tic Tac and stuff. I just, I really love that. And I know that was kind of forced by the studio, but I thought it was, it, it worked. It was perfect. I loved it. Okay. I'm, no arguments there. Uh, okay, we'll go to number 12. Uh, for me, number 12 is Ultron. Uh, good movie. I've watched it multiple times. <laughs> I like James Spader as the character because I, I love The Office. Fantastic uh, voice. Yeah, he's a fantastic voice. You know, the guy, it, they couldn't have cast that role better. Uh, but just as far as a uh, Avengers coming together movie, it didn't do it for me as much as the other ones did. So it was more like the weekend of Ultron also, but, you know, whatever. That's, 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 that's splitting hairs, I guess. <laughs> I hear you. All right. Uh, what do you think, Travis? Number 12. Black Panther for me. Okay. I, nice. I love this film. There's uh, basically the whole redemption arc after he loses. Uh, loved it. Mm-hmm. Loved every bit of it. Okay. I get that, man. For me personally, Black Panther was was telegraphed. Like, I knew exactly what was going to happen from the first scene, like the first scene, the first fight in the movie where he loses the throne, you know, this and that. Like, I, I could tell everything was going to happen. And, and we'll, But I mean, most most movies are like that, where you can kind of tell what's going to happen in the future uh, of the movie. Great visual movie, great acting, you know, and, you know, especially because he's from South Carolina, uh, Chadwick Boseman, South Carolina. So he is the Carolina Black Panther, which I'm a Panther fan in football. So, you know, I enjoyed that movie. I agree with you. But, uh, yeah, for me, it was a little higher than that. But I get what you're saying. So what about you, Brent? Number 12. This is where I have Thor Ragnarok. It is my okay. favorite of the Thor movies. Mm-hmm. I love this movie. I know people think that Thor is a joke in this movie, mm-hmm. but it's like he's a character who's going down a road. D- Thor's Thor starts an arc in this movie that is realized in Endgame, and it starts with the destruction of his hammer and the death of his father. The final realization that you know he feels like the final he comes to terms with Loki. They finally get to a place. And then of course we know what happened with Loki. I love this movie. It's a blast. The way they entered, the way they included Hulk in it was awesome. You know, we hadn't seen Hulk or Thor since age of Ultron when this came out. So much had happened on earth in the MCU during this time. It was awesome to see what these guys were up to as well. And Valkyrie. I mean, she's awesome. Tessa Thompson. Okay. Yeah. I like Tessa Thompson. Okay. Uh, What about you, Nathan? What you think, man? Uh, this is where I have the original Thor, just because I mean, I'm not, minus the eyebrows, but like I really love just how cocky he was, and like I loved I loved seeing him in the war, you know, in uh, Lady Sif and the Warriors Three and Loki, you know, like all like I love that opening scene on Jotunheim with our fight, you know, and like you guys said, it gets called Princess and goes through there, and I just I don't know why I just I just really liked this movie. I, I loved it whenever it first came out. I thought that uh, Asgard looked beautiful and the Rainbow Bridge and. Yeah, I just I just thought it was all good. I really liked it. Okay, all all unbelievable stat or stuff, you know. So, uh, okay, we'll go to eleven, and this is the movie where I have it ranked way lower than everybody else. Uh, Iron Man two, I loved Iron Man two. Uh, I can watch that movie over and over and over again. I get there's certain parts of it that are just kind of you know campy and this and that, but uh, it was the introduction to uh, the new roadie. Uh, War Machine. Machine. Yeah, exactly. Uh, You know, I thought that the final uh, battle with War Machine was awesome. 
I love the Stark Expo. Uh, I enjoy this movie. Nobody you know? ever shouts out at the Iron Patriot armor. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh yeah, okay. Uh, no, I'm just no. my <laughs> Iron Man 2 is my number 11. So uh, what do you think, Travis? Number 11. Captain America Civil War, Avengers uh, 2.5. Uh, okay. Shit. Okay. Uh, Did anyone crack the top 10? Yeah. We're, we're out of... Uh, I've, you guys have knocked out a few of my top ten already, but uh, oh damn, we're, we're oh, just it. getting to a point now where we're splitting hairs. I really enjoyed this movie. There's not much I don't like about it, to be honest with you. It's just there's other movies I enjoyed a little bit more. Right. Understandable. Spider Man's you know, appearance was amazing, though. Well, oh, for me personally, so I love the Civil War comic. Just <laughs> is the original line, not all the the tributaries and the small stories that run into it. I right, love the original, original line. Art. So, um, you know, it was difficult for me with the Civil War, but because it's such a team-up movie and there's so many great characters in it and has so many good battles, you know, I personally had to have it a little lower. But I get what you're saying. Um, you know, it's way different than the storyline. So, but they hit aspects of the storyline later on throughout the MCU universe that are that I'm glad they finally, you know, hit on. So, mm-hmm. uh, but what do you think, Brent? Number 11. Well, Travis, we will not agree on this one. Um, <laughs> my next one at number 11 is Captain Marvel. Captain um, Marvel, okay. I was really impressed with this movie. Uh, Brie Larson, I thought, <laughs> just bodied Carol Danvers. Like, that, just, they took her off the page, put her in the movie. Perfect translation, I thought. Uh, the cockiness, I thought, was great. The the whole 90s set stuff, it really worked well for me. I love the inclusion cool. of the Tesseract. I had no idea that they were going to do that. I thought Fury was great. When she goes all binary in that third act, the effects, they, just beautiful. Just beautiful yeah. effects. Mm-hmm. Loved watching. That's some of the effects. There were, there were some <laughs> effects in that movie that weren't quite on, in my opinion. But uh, I get what you're saying. It was a good movie. So uh, what do you think, Nathan? My number 11 would be Age of Ultron. Okay. Uh I really like just seeing everybody like I know it was a little quick, but just the team kind of relaxing the Stark Tower before Ultron comes in there. I love Vision getting created no matter how clunky it was. I just thought he was a great addition. Uh, we got that's how we got the, you know, Hawkeye didn't have to be mind controlled. And we got the great relationship that him and Wanda start building in this movie right here. You know, because him and her just seem to latch on to each other, especially after her brother gets killed. Uh, I love Cap Tone. You know, when Widow was like with something with the people when they're floating up there, Cap's like, we're not leaving. And, you know, just you know, because they're, he's not leaving one person behind. He'll stay right there and die with him. And, you know, and Widow's like, I'm not saying we're leave with him. You know, and they're just trying to fight. I, just, I really like, I like Adriel. There's a lot of good stuff in there. But like Brent said, you can tell there was a lot of, there was two different visions there. And it kind of chopped it together to put it in and had to get, force it to work. But I, I really like it. That okay. speech that Clint gives Wanda. Mm-hmm. About step out that door, you're an Avenger now. Yeah, that, right. that was a good one. Amazing. That's one of my favorite moments of the movie. Right. That was a good one. Right. Now we're going top ten, baby. Top ten, here we are. Uh, for me personally, uh, the first Thor. Nice. I love that movie. <coughs> that movie came out oh, <coughs> uh, right when I was joining the army. Um, you know, I watched it with a lot of friends. Uh, just. I love Thor as a character in Marvel. He's one of my favorite Marvel characters. Uh, they, I, I personally feel like Hemingsworth was the best guy they could have had to play that role. He nailed it. Um, and Thor 1 kind of laid out, for anybody who doesn't know anything about him, it laid out his his, uh, his storyline. Like It really, really set him up well for the future, 
in my mm-hmm. opinion. So, uh, what about you, Travis? Number ten, Age of Ultron. Okay, I nice. Really enjoyed this movie. Uh, one of my favorite scenes is after that. What Brent said, uh, Quicksilver's running away, and Hawkeye's like, "Oh, <laughs> just, just hey, Ultron just descended on him. Oh, he never had a chance. Quick That's little speedy. bastard. Yeah." <laughs> I, I love that. I thought that uh, was me fantastic. Too. Me too. Uh, that's also we get the vision of Stark, you know, where he gets the vision of seeing all this. I don't know. That's, yeah, I, I like it too. Sorry, go ahead. Just right. uh, well, I'll say, Brent, go ahead. What's your number 10, man? Uh, number 10 is the next one that, for me, they're so close you could flip-flop them and I wouldn't argue it. Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay. Oh. I adored this movie i still adore this movie oh, it's one of those just happy movies for me i can just put it on and i'm smiling the whole time it was just uh, tom holland embodies spider-man and peter parker in a way that i don't i don't think anybody else ever has and uh, yeah number 10 spider-man homecoming oh and the vulture the vulture just amazing michael keaton great character once again with a flying costume amazing yeah yeah he did a great job uh what about you nathan number 10 my number 10 is Black Panther. Okay. Uh, man, it was... Oh, shit. It was, it was really good. I uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed, uh, I enjoyed M'Baku. I enjoyed uh, the Dora Milaje in it. I thought it, I just, I thought it was a really good movie. It was really well put together. Yeah. You like the sneakers, huh? Uh, <laughs> I liked... Uh, I liked... What was it? Uh... Killmonger, yeah, Killmonger. I thought he was great. Like his little story in there, I just, I, I thought Black Panther was a good movie. That was a great casting. I'll give you that. That was a great casting. Both, both characters. Every character in this movie is a great casting. It's a really, really good movie. I, that's why I said I hate to put it number sixteen for me personally, but you know, it's, it's got to go somewhere. You know, so like I said, none of these movies are bad movies except for maybe Guardians of the Galaxy two. None of these movies <laughs> are bad movies. Okay, they're all really, really good. Uh, but you have to put it somewhere. Brent, so. but you, Brent, you, Brent, you've never heard that before. all right well with that we'll go ahead and break our top 10 we'll go to number nine for me uh far from home i really enjoyed this movie i love a good spider-man movie um this movie for me i think mysterio did it for me i don't like jake gyllenhaal personally as an actor even though every movie i see him in is a good movie uh, but I don't know. It, it, oh, it's like it, it, it's like Natalie Portman. It's like Hayden Chris. There's something about him. I just don't like. You know, I don't know. But uh, he did a great job in this movie, Mysterio. Um, Spider Man was a great sequel to what was going on. It was a great. Uh, what's the word? What's what's the end of the move? The the end of the phase three. It was a great wrap up to mm-hmm. phase three. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed Spider Man Far From Home. It may be a recency bias, but. I've tried to watch a lot of these other movies between now and then to kind of get a better feel for it, and it fell at number nine for me. So, what do you think, Travis? Number nine for me is Fire From Home. Ah, there you go. Yeah, I really love this movie. Uh, the Mysterio scenes with him versus Mysterio is just that just straight up reminded me of Spider-Man: The Animated Series, yeah. which I, yeah. I, I some days I. Some days I will argue with people that it's better than Batman, the animated series, but some days I won't. So that's how much it means to me, and I thoroughly enjoyed Fire From Home. I thought it was fantastic. Real quick, just a a plug here. If you like Spider-Man, the animated series, the old OG cartoon, the Geekverse podcast has a retrospective on that where they go through every episode, and it's 
fantastic to listen to. So I mm-hmm. highly recommend that. You know, they do a great job with that. But uh, I'll stop plugging. And Brent, what do you think, number nine? You know, uh, I got to go Far From Home also. This is one where it's so <laughs> close right. to Homecoming. For me, Far From Home's floor is probably lower than Homecoming's, but its ceiling is higher. And okay. I I got I got to give it up to the action. The, that Spider-Man action, I, it's the best Spider-Man action I've ever seen. That Mysterio mind illusion game is phenomenal. And okay. I, I mean... It's uh, it's gonna be a shame if we don't see see what would have come next. <laughs> but the movie itself, I, I loved it. Um, like I said, though, I could flip flop it with Homecoming back and forth. But uh, here it is. I'll give it number nine. Okay. What about you, uh, Nathan? My number nine is Spider Man Homecoming. Uh, you know what? I'm sitting here looking at my list, and I was like, it's got to be Homecoming. So, I, uh, fine, I'll man, give it to you. I really, I really like Homecoming. Vulture, Michael Keaton's Vulture. God, good golly, that man was excellent. Excellent. I can just, I see that scene in my head with the stoplights, and he's just telling him, and when it clicks with him, he realizes he's Spider-Man, it turned green, and oh, it was just perfect. It was perfect. He was great as the vulture. I thought, I thought the, uh, the Peter and Tony relationship was it great in it. I know, and I know that was one of my complaints with Far From Home. I get it. I know how it is, but this was, earlier anyway, like in a way he's going, how he had to go back to his original suit. Uh, when he's looking down, face down in that water, and like it's half Peter, half Spider-Man, you know, and he's got to push himself up to get yeah, in there. Great I, moment, I, yeah. I just loved it. I yeah. loved it. I just, I really, really like Homecoming. For me personally, there are very few moments nowadays, especially in a theater with technology and the way things uh, leak out, where you are in the movie and you hear everybody surprised, like, oh my gosh. And in Spider-Man uh, Homecoming, or yeah, th- th- there was one of those moments where he goes to pick her up for the prom. Mm-hmm. And and that moment where he realizes that's their father, everybody in the theater's like, oh no, that was a great moment. I love having moments like that, and I can see why you have it in your top ten. It's a great movie. So, mm-hmm. um, all right, well, number eight uh, for me personally is Captain America. Uh, movie is forever the first watch- Avenger. Re-watch- the first Avenger movie is forever rewatchable. Uh, I love this movie, you know, and I, I know I'm only on eight right now, but it. it Honestly, for like the last four movies on down, I could watch these movies over and over again forever and be okay with it. Um, but I love I love the Captain America persona. I love his mindset. You know, I told my wife that if I could be any kind of superhero and have a mindset, it would be that kind of deal. Because he basically is Batman uh, with a little bit more of a moral compass. Oh, I'm I yeah. as, I'm a Tony uh, Stark that aspires to be a Captain America, and that's that. Or I actually probably better yet, I'm probably a Peter Quill that aspires to be a Captain America. Okay, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, what do you think, Travis? What's your number eight? Uh, the same Captain America, the first Avenger. Okay. I flip flop between this and what was next. Nice. Uh, but I just love this film. Uh, okay. You you pretty much said everything that needed to be said. It's wicked. Red Skull looked amazing. Great yes. character. Great character. Uh, Brent, what do you think, man? Number eight. This is where I got Black Panther sitting. Okay. I get I that. I thought this movie was incredible. I love Killmonger <clears throat> as a villain. I love mm-hmm. the, the... Yes, the physical conflict, but like the almost political conflicts as well in this movie. Black Panther. Okay. Yeah. I get that. All right. What about you, Nathan? Well, I agree with Greg and Travis because I have Captain America, the first Avenger right here. All right. Wow. I, I love this. Three number eights. 
Wow. This is where we first get the, you know, I could do this all day. Uh, man, the Peggy and Steve relationship, uh, just just the, like you guys said, the Red Skull, you get the Howling Commandos. Yeah, just, just man, just like you said, it's just rewatchable. It's just so rewatchable. And him going down on the plane at the end, it's just, oh, man. Oh. sitting there with Peggy, and it just cuts off. And like, oh. Almost makes you want to cry. Ooh, man, I, guess, I, I love this movie. I love it. I agree. Uh, okay, well, we'll go on to number seven. Uh, number seven for me is Iron Man 1. I love this movie. I love how it started out. I remember the day that I heard it was coming out. I worked in Charlotte. I was in a sophomore in college, I think. It was 2005, so yeah, right, sophomore year in college. And uh, I remember a guy at work. Uh, I worked at a place called Capitol Grill, which you know is a, like a four-star steakhouse. I went to culinary school, so I'm not trying to brag about that, but that's why I worked at a four-star steakhouse. Um, uh, but uh, I remember a guy, a server, coming up to me and telling me, he's like, hey, man, do you see they're starting an Iron Man movie? And I kind of blew it off. I was like, ah, it's Iron Man. He's a cool character, but whatever. Uh, love this movie, man. And I know I was talking to Brent last week and and uh, Nathan about how I was watching Iron Man 1, and I saw a scene that was just the best callback that they did. And I don't know if... I'm sure they did this on purpose. Like, I say I don't know if they did this on purpose, but I'm sure they did it on purpose, where Iron Man, basically, in Iron Man 1 says, I'm here for a reason, and I would be dead otherwise if I wasn't here for this reason. And I don't know what I'm going to do, but I know it's the right thing to do. And that is a perfect, perfect callback to why Doctor Strange saved him, saved him in Infinity War and why he had that debate with himself and him and Pepper in uh, Endgame. Or, yeah, in Endgame, where he's trying to decide if it's the right thing to do, where he knows it's the right thing to do and he knows he's alive for a reason. And it was a perfect callback to that. Man, when I saw that, I was like, yep, there you go. Uh, that's that's one reason why I love this movie, and I don't know if they planned it for that long, but I'm sure that at some point in time, going down the line, they said we're gonna call back to this moment, you know. And uh, I love I love the building of the suit. I love the escape from the desert. I love this movie, man. It's a great movie. So number no, number seven for me, uh, Travis. What do you got, man? Number seven for me is Iron Man. Mm. Nice. Okay. It, I don't think I need to say anything else after what you just said. It was, Did I take uh, it all up? Sorry. <laughs> well, I, I can't follow that. <laughs> uh, I just say Obadiah Stane, I, I thought he was a fantastic villain. I agree. I agree. But, uh, what about you, Brent? Number seven. This is where I'm going to slot Captain America, the first Avenger. I knew you were going to do it. I had, nice. my, I had my pen on it. Nice. I knew you were going to do it right nice. there. So. For me, nice. the scene where... Colonel Phillips, Tommy Lee Jones character, throws that dummy grenade at, oh, during the man. and he jumps on it. I would argue that there had never been a more Captain America moment in the entire MCU than that up until Endgame. Mm-hmm. I get you. Mm-hmm. That's what every soldier wants to say they'd be like. I'll go ahead and tell you that. That's what they want to say they'd be like. Not everyone would be like that, but that's what you want to be like. So, uh, What about you, Nathan? Number seven. My number seven is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One. Okay. Oh man, I really like this movie, man. Yeah. It was it, God, it was something fresh and new, and I I had no idea who the hell the Guardians were going into this. I had I had like knowledge from one uh, episode of Earth's Mightiest Heroes on what a version of the team looked like, so I had no idea. 
And man, I came out of that movie just so pleasantly surprised of how they used the music, like how they kicked you right in the sack whenever you first opened it up and his, and his <laughs> mom dies. You know what I mean? You're like, I yep. wasn't expecting that. Like, oh, they just open it up, kick you right in the sack, and then you get taken to space and everything's fun. And you're just like, well, yeah. it was just it was just a great movie. And I had no idea that we were going to actually see Thanos. A Power Stone was going to be like I was just blown away with the visuals of it and the and the universe that they built around these characters and how they came together. Fantastic movie. Thought it was fantastic. Okay. Good deal. And uh, that should be it for number uh, seven. Uh, okay. So number six for me, I love Civil War. Uh, me personally, I'm a big Civil War comic book fan. I have all the original arc, the main storyline. You know, I don't have all the stuff that goes into it. But the main storyline is a great story. I kind of hate how they deferred away from that story a little bit, but based on what happens in the future and the whole big 23 movie arc, I get why they did that. And they also have aspects of that in the future of the movies. Even if it comes, you know, five, six, seven movies later, they have aspects of that. So I kind of respect that. For me, that's number six. I love a good team up movie. Uh, Travis, what do you think, man? Number six for me is Endgame. Really? Nice. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, I, I like this film a lot. Like, obviously, it's in the top ten. It's in my number six. Uh, what really frustrates me is not seeing the Hulk and Bruce Banner arc play out on screen. Like, okay. to just get Professor Hulk just shown to us, I would have loved the few scenes leading up to it of how he got to become that. That was just something that really bothered me because Hulk was one of my favorite characters in the MCU. Yeah. Uh, so I just that really frustrated me. But besides that, I loved the film. <laughs> what about you Brent number six Guardians of the Galaxy oh. the just right. the right amount of gun just the right amount of gun <laughs> okay balanced the humor the heart the visuals the characters just yeah uh, when this movie got announced I I was reading the comic run that this character that this line was based off of I was pretty sure I would enjoy it I really didn't know what the mainstream was going to think about Rocket Raccoon and Groot. Yeah. But they I, I was shocked. And for me, this was the movie that it's like, just give them your trust until mm-hmm. they break it. Mm-hmm. Once they break it, that's fine. That, that's for me, they haven't, they haven't broken. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. All right. Uh, what about you, Nathan? Number six, man. My number six is the first Iron Man. Okay. Just because, man, that's it's what started it all off. Uh, it just gave so much heart. I mean, it just showed him building and working through the suit and kind of giving you, you know, they took it they took it seriously and just he, he worked with it before they went fantastic. And I just I really liked the movie. Like you guys said, Obadiah Stane was a great villain. Now maybe not the Iron Monger suit, but just Stane. Yeah, you know, just I I don't know. I, I really liked the movie Iron Man One. It's, it started. It kicked us off. It got us where we are. And you know that. I remember not even knowing anything, and I didn't get to see the movie in the theaters. And I had the DVD at home, and I remember watching it. And me and my girlfriend at the time, we were like, it would t- we got over. And we went to get something out of the kitchen, and like we was in there for a minute, and all of a sudden we heard something talking, and we stopped and looked at each other. We, what is that? Ran back in, and that's how we found out about the Fury end credit scene. And I was like, what? And that's then what like opened it, it all just, up. Yeah. It just opened it all up, man. I just really, really like this movie. I agree. I agree. Uh, all right. Uh, so we're down to number five now, man. We're down to our top five of the 23. Mm -hmm. Top five. Okay. Me personally, first Avengers movie. Mm -hmm. Forever rewatchable. 
That mm-hmm. moment where they first come together is amazing. The moment on the helicarrier is amazing. Every aspect of that movie is great. It lays out the exact story for what you want with those characters. They're all meeting. It's how they came together. I love this movie. My wife tells me that I went and saw this movie with her and uh, one of my friends and their wives. And both of their, you know, my wife and her friend both say that they looked at me and my friend when we were watching this movie. And the entire time, all we're doing is smiling and basically drooling in this movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love this movie. Uh, you know, it's, it's one of two Marvel movies that I own on Blu-ray. So I love all these movies, and I own some of them digitally and everything like that. But as far as Blu-ray goes, this is one of two movies collection. that I own Blu-ray. Yeah, uh, I got digital stuff, but as far as oh, Blu-rays go, I got all the Blu-rays. This is the first one I bought, man. So I, I love Avengers. It's a great movie uh, for me personally. Top five. So, uh, Travis, what do you think, man? Top five. Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Nice. I absolutely love this film, and there's that much in this film. It was crazy. From Thanos to the Power Stone, like Nathan said, all the characters, like Brent said, they made they put all that in there and managed to make you like genuinely feel for every one of the guardians. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, great movie. I'm not going to lie. not going to argue that. So what do you think, Brent? The Avengers. <laughs> if, if the credit scene for Iron Man was a promise, the Avengers was fulfilling that promise. There you yes. go. In a way that. Okay. That we had never seen before. Okay. And it was just a, a beautiful moment. Just a, a <laughs> the, the the moment where they have Loki down and he is asking for that drink again. Yes. All the Avengers right there. The that circle. is a poster that I will forever hang up in my room. Like, yes. For me, it's the, the, the iconic circle shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seeing them all together back to back, followed by that amazing shot of just bouncing around. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. You know what's cool about that is they they add even aspects of the comics and the video games. You know, in in uh, Ultimate Alliance, you can blast Iron Man's you know yeah, uh, yeah, whatever yep, yep. against Captain America's shield. shield, and they did that in the movie, and it was mm-hmm. so great, yeah, so great to see that. So, oh yeah, uh, loved it. But uh, what about you, Nathan? Number five. My number five is Avengers Endgame. Okay. Just because. I don't know what the Russo brothers have against the Hulk. Uh, they purposely, they just said he was scared and pissy in one movie. And then the second movie, they made him Professor Hulk. And he, he did, you know, he did get to snap and bring people back. But he just didn't, he, he carried, he held the Avengers building up. And that's all he did. He didn't get a rematch with Thanos. He didn't really see him in the background do anything. He threw a bench one time because, until, you know, Natasha died. Like, I, I do have very big qualms with the, uh, and they just they they expect you to just let a lot of shit go in the movie, which I did because that third act alone is worth the price of admission over and over again because that is the most Captain America shit ever. Whenever Steve just stands alone with his broken shield, hell yeah, that's yeah. the moment. That's the moment I was thinking of earlier. Yeah, yeah. and like okay. I just I've got it there, and like I mean uh, I feel like they kind of the Avengers Assemble was awesome as hell to see, but he should have screamed the Assemble part. But like I mean that movie. Don't get me wrong, I, I love the. I love the, the Russos were the best thing that ever happened to the MCU, uh, or besides Kevin Feige. Let's put it that yeah. way. Direct, directorial wise, I love the movies, but I just got I got in game at number five. Okay, uh, no arguments there, man. Like I said, top ten. There's probably no arguments. They're they're all great movies. So, <laughs> right. Uh, okay, number four for me, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, man. 
When I went into this movie, I knew absolutely nothing about Guardians of the Galaxy. I thought it was going to be a dumb movie. I thought it was going to be something I would not be interested in. It was the first Blu-ray I bought from MCU. <laughs> Love this movie. Uh, you know, I can forever rewatch this movie. It, it, for me personally, it, it's right there. It, it's perfect. There is nothing I would change about it. Um, you know, I set up everything perfectly in the future. Just, just the right I, amount of guns. Yeah, just the right amount of guns. I agree. <laughs> so, uh, what about you, Travis? Number four. The Avengers. Okay. This was mind-blowing when I seen it in theaters the first time. Uh, was, I don't need to go into detail. All I'm going to say is that's my secret calf. I'm always angry. <laughs> yes. Well, can I mention one more thing? The no. soundtrack of this movie is amazing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love the thing. soundtrack of this movie, man. Uh, like, like Volume 1 is amazing in the soundtrack. I play it at work all the time. Uh, you know, it's a great soundtrack. Great, great music. Um, Perfect movie for me. Uh, Brent, what about you, number four? Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Ooh, oh no, okay. I love the comic that this is based off of. Mm -hmm. The Winter Soldier, you know, in comics, there's a few characters that never come back. And when Ed Brubaker did this with Bucky, he basically broke a comic book rule. Mm -hmm. And we're all the better for it. And that led to this movie. And this movie, the... The action is incredible. Introducing the Falcon, he just immediately, you know, on your left. My my wife tells me whenever we watch this movie, I should just call it Captain America on your left. And <laughs> it just, oh yeah, I I you said early, you know, earlier the Russos being being like the best thing to happen to the directors for the MCU. Mm-hmm. For me personally, I would widen that out even to comic book movies in general. I know not everybody feels that way. That's fine. For me, that's where I'm at with the Russos. And the Winter Soldier blew me away. All right. All right. You know, it's funny because I know I spoke with you. I can't even remember how long ago it was, man. I've been listening to you for a long time. Um, but I asked you personally, I want to start getting to Captain America and reading Captain America. And I asked you what book to read. And you told me the Ed, Brook, Ed Brubaker book of Winter Soldier was the one to read. I stand and, by uh, that today. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's, it's a great book. I'll give you that. It's a great book, man. Um, I went to the comic book shop, and I asked him if they had any Brubaker, and he told me straight up, Winter Soldier's the way to go. So you were right about that. It's a great story, and, you know, that, that's, that's a fitting spot for it. So uh, what do you think, Nathan? Number four. My number four is, I agree with Travis, Marvel's The Avengers, that first movie, man. That back-to-back circle. Come on, I mean, what do you we can't say it, that that Hulk and Thor fight, the the, the Tony Stark and Thor fight, just because like I, Tony holding his own with the God for a little bit, like that was cool. Like there was there was so much good stuff in there, and it was the culmination of something we had never seen before, and it yeah. was I, I I just love it. It was it it helped it changed cinema. I mean, obviously it really did because everybody was dying to have their adventures. Yeah. And you got to remember, like that was that was the one that did it. You know, the cheese stands alone on that one. He did, they got it. I just I love that movie. It's my number four. Good deal, man. I can't argue that. All right. Top three. Uh, num- top three, baby. Here we are. Uh, number three for me is Endgame. Loved it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, w- it was what started mine and Nathan's podcast was the Endgame Review. It is it still our number one downloaded podcast, uh, mainly probably because it's Endgame. But uh, y- you-, you, can't, you can't really bring this many movies together 
better than they did in that movie and leave you at a cliffhanger point where you're going to watch the next movie no matter what. Like, if you saw Endgame and you saw any of these movies beforehand, you're definitely going to see Infinity War. Like, there's, there's, there's no question. So, for me, Endgame is number three. Great movie, ensemble cast, uh, and I can watch it probably forever. So, uh, uh, Travis, what do you think? Number three. Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, I had to fill a spot in, man. It was the only spot up there. I was like, ah, it's got to be up there somewhere. I can't hate. I can't hate. I can't tell you how much I love this movie. It's awesome. I can't even begin. Just uh, the upbeatness for most of the movie, but then my favorite scene is when he's lifting, it's straight out of the comic book, when he's lifting the the building up over him, and I'm Spider-Man, I'm Spider-Man, my God. That's all I'll say. I I just loved it. All right. All right. Okay. What's you, Brent? Number three. Captain America Civil War. What's better than a Russo's directed movie, but another one. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Seeing Spider-Man with the Avengers, it was like a dream come true for me. I, I remember to this day posting on Facebook that to my Facebook friends, like they could not possibly imagine how special that was for me. And I I know this movie gets a lot of flack and I get why people say it. And I would any other night be happy to take every single point (laughs) and go at it. But for me, I mean, you got the opening actions, action scene in Zakovia. You got the airport battle, which at the time was the biggest comic book battle we had ever seen in any movie. Yep. And then you have the incredibly personal third act battle, mm-hmm. totally upending what everybody thought the movie was going to do. I, I love this movie so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing wrong with that, man. Not at all. So what about you, Nathan? Number three. Uh, I'm going to have to agree with Brent. I have Captain America Civil War is number three. Yeah. I okay. mean, I, I I love I, I loved it, man. Like he said, that airport battle, I played that on repeat. I remember I remember being yes. excited talking on Twitter and being like, Man, when I get to bring that home, I'm gonna do the airport battle on repeat. And just uh, <laughs> like I can sit like it's a it's a Captain America movie as much as it's an Avenger two point one you know, two point five because Steve and that that through that through arc and just following through and watching his decision, but man, Tony's just as good in the movie and you kinda you understand both sides. I mean it's just Man, it's great. This plus, you got then you got you got Spider Man and Black Panther introduced, and they both fit right in organically mm-hmm. and perfectly. And, and then Zemo, freaking Zemo! Like what a He's what a great back. villain! What He's a great villain! Back. He beat yeah. he beat them, and he barely had to raise his finger. You know what I mean? He did. Oh, excellent. Yep, I agree. This is the movie I think is might be Robert Downey Jr.'s best performance. I, it's so oh, no, oh, I agree. So Emotionally, good. He's yes. so good in Civil War. The final battle, man, with uh, with him and Winter Soldier and uh, oh, Steve and, and Tony I, fighting at the end. Oh, man, God. that's heartbreaking. What man, a great scene, though. Debate thought, it within game. I debate it within game now, but it's so good. No, the whole the whole he's my friend and mm-hmm. so I, I was your friend. I thought, yeah, mm-hmm. I thought I was your friend. Oh my gosh, dude, what a great moment. Yeah. Uh, okay, dude, we're down number to number two. two. Number, number two, two for me is Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Loved Infinity War, man. Uh, I loved Endgame. I really did. Uh, I thought Infinity War is more rewatchable. I really enjoyed that movie. Maybe it was a setup for it. Maybe it's the suspense at the end. I'm not sure. Uh, not, not saying I didn't love Endgame, but I just loved Infinity War, man. I can watch it over and over and over again. And I haven't watched Endgame as much. I think maybe if I watch it more, the, the opinion could change. But like I said, basically from 
you know, these, all these moves are great. So it's hard to really judge, you know, what is three, four, five, stuff like that. Uh, but uh, I had to put Infinity War number two. I love that movie, man. Love seeing it in theaters. Love the way it ended. Love the everything about it, basically. So, uh, what do you think, Travis? Number two. That was a fantastic pick, Greg. I think I'll use it as well. All right. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to. <laughs> but. Love this film. Yeah. I can't. Every character, like every group of characters that were doing their own missions, I'll fit together perfectly. It was like the, it, I can't. I've, I'm just going to stop talking and just say Spider-Man and Iron Man working together the entire film, yeah. especially with Doctor Strange. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, uh, Brent, number two. You know, sometimes a pick is just right. You yeah. just nailed it. <laughs> Avengers: Infinity War, number okay. two. It, I mean, they they were trying something here. They were trying something, and they pulled it off. And I could go into so much detail about the different things that I like about this movie, but the bottom line is they pulled it off. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Uh, what about you, Nathan? Is this going to be our first? Make consensus? it a clean sweep. Oh, Let's clean sweep, man. Number two. I got you. First God, consensus I, choice. Okay. I love, I love this movie so much, man. I love it. I love it. I love. I'm telling you. I'm sorry. I got to break, but Cap, Cap, and Panther leading the charge and outrunning everybody as they lead the uh, charge. Go down. God, I love that scene. Thor, yeah. Thor, Bifrost again, and bring me Thanos and jumping and rocket tree group. Just God, give it to me. Give it. Yeah. I love this movie. I yes. love it. It is infinitely rewatchable. This is the best version of Thor, hands down. Just the right amount of comedy. Just the right amount of cocky. Just the right amount of I'll kill you. Like it, it was. God, I love this movie. I just gotta. Nope. Go ahead. Sorry, Greg. I just got to say that when Thor shows up, and mm-hmm. it's just it's just, it's just Stormbreaker first, mm-hmm. and when Cap, when Cap and Cap and Widow see Thor and Hulk, they're like they haven't seen him in like five years, mm-hmm. like a very long time. And Cap's got the, like just the look; he doesn't say anything. All the look is is you son of a bitch mm-hmm. in a in a positive way. Yeah, because just, they thought uh, he was dead. They thought he was dead. They were told he was dead. Well, that is the first clean sweep at number two for all of us, mm-hmm. which is great that we love that movie. That's awesome. Uh, man, oh my gosh, so good. Okay, well, I mean, number one's easy to fill in then, but I'll go ahead and say it. Not I for love, everybody. I love Winter Soldier. I think that that movie is the most realistic movie of all the MCU movies as far as how the world will react to what's going on. I love the cap in the elevator scene. I love the cap and Bucky fight. I love the way it ends. Everything about this movie, I can watch it forever and still be happy with it. Uh, perfect movie for me. There are not very many perfect movies, but this is one of them. So I love this movie, Winter Soldier. Um, great, great movie. So, Travis, what do you think? It's got to be number well, one for you. Ding, ding, ding. Correct. <laughs> there you go. I'm looking at the list, so I'm kind of cheating. It's got to be number one for you, yeah. It's, you said everything. It's just every scene caps in is amazing. It just shows his heart and integrity the entire time. He will not waver from his moral compass. Like, he, no way, no matter what. And I love, like, even Fury gets that. They all do. But Fury even trusts Cap to, to do the right thing regardless, even if Cap doesn't think that Fury trusts him. I just loved it. It was just such a great spy movie, such a great action movie, such a great comic book movie. Everything. Okay. I, I can't argue any of that. Uh, Brent, what do you think, man? Avengers Endgame. Huh? Okay. I saw this movie seven times in theaters. Yes. I remember <laughs> yeah. watching it. That is called dedication, sir. It's, that is. 
I saw it four times in three days. That opening weekend. (laughs) It. I was so convinced that Captain America was going to die and Iron Man was going to retire. I agree. I will not lie. I I will man up and tell you when Thor throws the hammer and Thanos deflects it with Iron Man's body and you just see it on the ground and they do that close up. I started tearing up. (laughs) I was positive, positive. I was about to watch Captain America die. Yeah. And everything as it progressed, nothing, nothing changed my mind on that, that he was going to live until on your left. Mm. And that is the most amazing scene, the portal scene that I've ever seen in a comic book. Okay. I'll give you that. I, I can't argue that at all, man. It's a great movie. Uh, you know, it's my top three. It's actually all of our top three set for uh, Travis. But uh, yeah, <laughs> but it's still top six. No, uh, Avengers Endgame is my number five. Uh, oh, yeah, you're right. Sorry. It is your five. I've got that down. Okay. Uh, all right. And then I guess uh, last is Nathan. What's your yeah. number one? Man? Captain America Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier it's, still, yeah. it's still the pinnacle. Man, when they threw that swerve and Hydra was in S.H.I.E.L.D. the whole time, I was like, no way. They're blowing this up with the TV. Like, I did not see that coming. Oh, uh, Bucky Bucky, and Steve, their interactions. Like, Steve just, God, he was so good. And this Falcon being introduced was great. Uh, did, I mean, it's just some of the best, like you said, fighting that, that Captain America and Winter Soldier fight with a knife down by the bus. Yes. Whenever they get, God, that is so badass. Captain America takes on a Quinjet with and with a motorcycle and a shield. Like he, like come on, he just <laughs> the movie is excellent. And then you know the the I'm with you till the end of the line. Like oh man, like you know what I'm saying. The movie, the, I love it. I love it. It's, it's the best of the best for me. Hundred percent, man. All right, so check it out. We've gone through twenty three through one. I have them all ranked out. I've done all the math. All I've got to do is rank them. So what I want you all to do is starting off with Brent because he is the MCU. You know, aficionado. Let me know what your favorite moment in all of these movies is. Oh, and while shit. you do that, I'm going to add up all the scores, and then I will let you know what happens, okay? <laughs> Go down your list. Give a favorite moment. <laughs> it's, the, it's the portal scene. Okay, it's the portal that scene. That scene emotionally affected me the first five times that I watched it. Really? And that's in the theaters. And it even would get to me when I would watch a bootleg copy that somebody put up on Twitter. <laughs> Oh man, I do it's love totally- that scene. I do, I do like the portals. I do like the portals. The uh, uh, for for Spider Man, like I said, the Spider Man Homecoming. I'll, I'll throw in the Vulture reveal. I think that so even the even good. the director, the director was so nervous about that being like revealed in trailers. He was on the record of saying that he was really nervous about the trailers giving that away. So I just love that. I had no clue it wouldn't spoil for me on Twitter. And this was be- this was before I started muting words, so right. I just right. I just blissfully unaware walked into it, and just thought it was fantastic. Uh, the suspense in in the car ride, amazing. Man, Cap lifting the Cap lifting the hammer. God, that was one of the best <laughs> things I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and in Civil War, I honestly didn't expect it to be like. I didn't expect like the swerve, you know what I'm saying? Like that one, that that one kind of twisted on me too, and I loved it. I loved that. And then, like I said, Infinity War, just the entire movie. You just you press play until the time of the credits and the end credits done. That entire movie is just that perfection. It, it is excellent. That is 
like my one and two are so close. Like they're ugh, they're so neck and neck. You know, Winter Soldier and Infinity War. Okay, hold on. I'm still adding stuff up. Let's see. <laughs> uh, one. Let's see. That's uh, twelve. That's uh, oh boy, thirteen. That's fourteen. Or excuse me. That's fifteen. This is fourteen. Brent, what's your most look forward to in Phase Four? Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier on Disney Plus. Mine too. What about movie wise? Um, like actual the- theatrical. Yeah, no, no, no Strange, Shang Chi, um, or uh, Thor. I really wish I could tell you to ask me after tomorrow because I think we're gonna have more choices. Mm. But, yeah, that's true. Get, given those choices, uh, let's see. It's Shang Chi, Shang Chi, Strange. Black Widow and oh yeah, Widow. What am I missing? Oh, Eternals too. Eternals. Uh, it's probably Thor. And Eternals, you're right. It's probably Thor: Love and Thunder. I mean, I love yeah, Ragnarok. Super to have that team come back. So, I think Doctor Strange into the Multiverse of Madness is going to be something. I think it's going to be great if they open up Scarlet Witch's powers and they give the and they let Strange go free because he doesn't have the Eye of Agamotto anymore. Obviously, he doesn't have the stone. So, like, if they just let them go all crazy magician, like, it's gonna. I think it's gonna be good. And I think that's I. I mean, we know that that takes place after WandaVision. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly, I wouldn't be too surprised if Wanda was at least an antagonist for part of them. I, I hope, I hope Strange shows up in her series or Wong or something to help tie it into where like Strange, because like you said, whatever Ooh. she does, whatever she does is gonna, you know what I'm saying? Wow, he definitely could show up at the end of the. That's that's actually a good point. Yeah. But no, you want to bring you bring up a good point. Wanda might be the villain for half the movie or something. She gets too far in it and get you. You might be onto something. Mm-hmm. All right, fellas, I've got it all added up. There are a few ties, so we may have to take a vote to determine Bad. what is better. But uh, I'll start with number one. I'm gonna go, we're gonna we're going to go in the correct order with this one. So the lowest score wins based on what we have ranked. Number one. With a score of seven, is a Winter Soldier. Okay, can't argue that. Can't argue that. Number two, with a score of eight, is uh, Infinity War. <coughs> Number three, with a score of fifteen, is Endgame. This it's so funny because the first seven for all of us or eight are all just the same. Uh, number five, or excuse me, number four. Did I say that? Number four, with a score of twenty-two, is Guardians of the Galaxy. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, number, which my first one, two, three, four are all the one, two, three, four in order, which is perfect. Number five for um, 18 points is the first Avengers movie. Number six with 23 points is Civil War. Number seven with 27 points is Iron Man 1. Number eight with 31 points is Captain America, the first Avenger. Okay, number nine with 35 points, this is where we jump, is uh, Spider-Man Far- or Homecoming. Okay, number 12 with 52 points is Thor. Or wait, wait, I messed it up, sorry. <laughs> Here we go, first mess up. Number nine is actually Far From Home with 41 points. Number 10 is Spider-Man Homecoming, which came in right after that with 35 points. Wait. I am killing you. <laughs> Homecoming is first, then Spider-Man Far From Home. Then, 
Uh, number 12 is, excuse me, number 11 is Thor, the first Thor. Uh, number 12 is Ragnarok with 61 points. Number 13 is actually going to be, I have this all messed up here. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's a lot of math adding and I have a lot of whiskey. Uh, number 13 is going to be uh, Ultron with 46 points. Yes. Uh, and that is going to be tied with Black Panther, 46 points. So we have to vote. <laughs> What's better, Ultron or Black Panther? Ultron. I guess was, I'm going to have to say, even though I put Ultron higher, uh, I'll say just for the general audience, I'll say Black Panther. Okay. I think, I think Black Panther is better. Okay. I'm going to go with Ultron. So Perfect. we're going to call that a draw. I think it really worked. Yeah, we're going to call that a draw. So Black Panther and Ultron are right at 11 and 12. Like, that's just the way it is. Um, 13 with 63 points is going to be Ant-Man. Uh, 14 is going with 66 points is going to be Doctor Strange. 15 with 67 points is going to be uh, Captain Marvel. 17 is going to be Guardians of the Galaxy 2, surprisingly, with 78 points. Uh, 18 is going to be the Wasp and Ant-Man. With 81 points, and it is going to be tied with uh, the first Incredible Hulk for 81 points, so we'll take a vote for that. I think Wasp and Ant-Man is better than Incredible Hulk. Agreed. Yeah. It's okay. Okay. So all around, that's 18. That means Incredible Hulk is 19. Number 20 is going to be uh, The Dark World with uh, 83 points. And... 20, I don't know. Somehow I messed up my rankings here. Mm -hmm, It's a lot of math, y'all. Come on, seriously. Anyway, we have the top 10. (laughs) I'll have to go through here and I'll post what is the the rankings afterwards. I did a lot of math after a lot of whiskey. That's not a good combination. So, but everybody has the general consensus of what we, what we, you know, uh, basically the top movies are the top movies. Seven through one is going to be Iron Man 1, Civil War, Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy, Endgame, Infinity War, and Winter Soldier. Like, those are the top eight movies. Yes. Or add Captain America in there. The top eight movies of the Marvel Universe. Consensus agreed, based on what we ranked. That is it. Subjectively speaking, movies. right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Subjectively speaking, exactly. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, once again... All these movies are great. It, it's it yeah. well, except for, except for Guardians of the Galaxy too. But I'll still watch it. Uh, I love all these movies, man. Uh, the MCU has done a phenomenal job of building this universe and really, really putting people in the story where they can feel the characters and they can follow the story as it goes and really enjoy what's going on. You don't have to be a comic book fan to watch this stuff and understand the story and enjoy what's happening uh which is a great job what they did so um but that is our ranking like i said i i I didn't do the math quite right because whiskey kind of hurt me but uh we will it's it's a damn canadian whiskey is what it is it's the uh the (laughs) the rich rare uh reserve total alliteration but um you know i love it 
I will put yeah, Stan Lee would love it. You ha- you I'll, have apologized more in this podcast than you have in any other one that I've listened to. I don't know. Listen to the first <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I apologize a lot because we suck. But, might, uh, be Canadian, uh, might be the Canadian whiskey. It might be. It might be, man. If you start but, uh, saying sorry, then we're gonna have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> but check it out. I am super thrilled to have every one of y'all on tonight. Oh, that's a good Brent, time. I want to tell you, man, you are an inspiration for the show. I know personally, me, um, like I don't want to speak for Travis and Nathan, but I think I can, that we all love what you do. And being able to talk to you about this kind of stuff especially has been phenomenal. We've all looked forward to it. You are welcome to any show in the future. But what I'm going to go ahead and do is wrap things up because we are about three hours in right now. And there's going to be a lot of time editing. And it's kind of late where I'm at anyway. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I've had a Travis great time. Travis is that. <laughs> yeah, it's Travis is especially. Yeah. Travis is like two and a half hours ahead of me. I think he's going to figure out one. Exactly. This isn't the 4.30 a.m. DC TV podcast, but this is, pretty, this is, this, this is getting there. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but I've had a great time, man. Uh, Brent, you're welcome anytime. Travis, Thank you know you, you're welcome anytime. Uh, everybody, let me know where they can find you at. Brent, start off. Start us off. Uh, sure. I'm at Brent Tech Prime on Twitter. Fans Without Borders is the show that I co-host. And thank you so much for all the nice words. I, it truly does mean a lot. I greatly appreciate that. Travis, let us know. Travis underscore 156 on Twitter. Just drop me a line. and We can chat about pretty much anything comic book related. And he has a great podcast that just hit a, a 1K in downloads. So I want to congratulate him for yeah, that. It's, big, it's a big accomplishment, man. It really Thanks, is. So, uh, Nathan, where are you going to find you at, man? Uh, you can find me at wobblyboots85 on Twitter. And Brent, again, I really do I really do appreciate you coming on. It was a, really it was an unexpected surprise. It was a really good time that I had with you tonight. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank and you. you can find me at the thebatdaddy52 on Twitter. You can also talk to the show at SCS Podcast One on Twitter, and we can you can if you want to leave a voice message for on Anchor at uh, the Super Civil Super Civil Servants Podcast, and we will try to answer your questions. Uh, we're here every week, but fellas, let's go ahead and sign off. And uh, Brent, once again, man, really appreciate you coming on. Travis, really appreciate you coming on. Nathan, as always, as thanks always. for being here, man. Uh, but we'll see y'all next week. We're going to continue our Star Wars, and y'all have a great evening. See you. See ya. Alright, folks, check it out. This is Greg, back again, the Bat Daddy 52. I felt a little bad about not being able to give the full rankings from 23 to 1. So, after that night was over, whiskey was gone, I went ahead and added everything up, and I'm going to go ahead and lay out the rankings right now, just so that at the end of the show, so everybody can know what we went over as we were going. So, from 23 to 1, I'll go. Number 23, with 83 points, was Thor Dark World. Number 22, with 81 points, was Ant-Man and the Wasp. Number 21, tied with number 22, was with 81 points, was The Incredible Hulk. Number 20, at 78 points, was Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Number 19, at uh, 77 points, was Iron Man 3. Number 18, with 69 points, was Iron Man 2. Number 17, with 67 points, was Captain Marvel. Number 16 with 66 points was Doctor Strange. 15 with 63 points was Ant-Man. Number 14 with 61 points was Thor Ragnarok. Number 13 with 52 points was the first Thor. Number 12 with 46 points was Age of Ultron. 
Also in the same spot, we have number 11 or 12 with 46 points was Black Panther. Number 10 with 41 points was Spider-Man Far From Home. Number 9 with 35 points was Spider-Man Homecoming. Number 8 with 31 points was Captain America, the first Avenger. Number 7 with 27 points was Iron Man 1. Number 6 with 23 points was Civil War. Number 5 with 22 points was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1. Number 4 with 18 points was the first Avengers. Number 3 with 15 points was Avengers Endgame. Number 2 with 8 points was Infinity War. And the number one movie voted on by all of us as a general average was 7 points, Winter Soldier. So there you go, folks. I wanted to go ahead and lay that out there. This will just be a little bit right at the end. But I wanted to get those rankings out, and I hope everybody enjoyed the show. All the guests that are going to be on are hopefully back very soon. We appreciate y'all listening. Thank you very much.